Yeah, I constantly go through. I would like to like have a football team like run a trap <laughs> on me, and then I would also like to be married. <laughs> Do not take product if you are hypersensitive. Oh, hey, Internet, and welcome back to another episode of the Intoxicated Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah McClellan. If you are brand new to the podcast, Intoxicated is a weekly variety talk show where I get personal with comedians, creators, and characters. You can give the podcast a follow on social media. That is Facebook and Instagram at Intoxicated Podcast and on Twitter at in underscore intoxicated. It is also on YouTube. That is youtube.com backslash intoxicated. And of course, if you are a returning listener and you are digging the podcast, I would greatly appreciate a rating or review on Apple Podcasts but also to just share the podcast and tell your friends. This week's guest is somebody I adore so much. I'm so stoked to have her back on the podcast for the third time as a podcast guest. This week, I am talking with Harper McCormick. She is a YouTuber, content creator, and now she's a podcaster. Harper actually has her own podcast. It is called Here's to Us, But Mostly Me. It is available wherever you find podcasts, and I highly recommend that you check it out. It's actually right up the intoxicated alley. She's had a bunch of amazing guests on, and they have very unfiltered conversation about sex and dating. It's amazing, and I'm so proud of Harper for finding a new medium to spread her awesomeness. Oh my gosh. This is a great episode. This is wildly different from any other Harper episode that you'll hear on Intoxicated, but it's a very special one because Harper herself is going through a personal evolution, so to speak. She is making a lot of really good choices in her life, putting herself first, and reaping all of the benefits of that. And so it's a great conversation. Of course, I always have a blast with Harper, and I want to make sure that you guys follow her as well. She is on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at Harper McCormick. She is everywhere. Make sure you give her a follow on all the different places. She's such a good friend of mine, and I'm so proud of this episode. It turned out so great. She's one of those friends where we're both very busy people, but whenever we get together and hang out, we always connect over a bunch of things, mostly because we're both these crazy people creating content about our personal lives and putting it out into the world. There's not a lot of people that I can talk to about stuff like that. So thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Those of you who do listen, I don't say thank you enough on here. And um, it's something that I'm trying to do more of lately is just, you know, think about gratitude and, you know, just being better. I think it's a big takeaway from this episode is to just focus on being the best version of yourself that you can. You guys are going to love this episode and I already did all my plugs, so I'm going to get right to it. I hope you guys enjoyed this week's conversation with Harper McCormick. You've, okay, we're going to have to just get into it because I can just talk to you. I could, I could just go on and on forever. Um, welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast, everybody. I'm so excited, so excited to have third time podcast guest. Yeah, third time's the charm. Not counting live streams. No, we can't count those. <laughs> I pretend those don't exist. 
they out there, but they don't count. Please don't watch them, listen to them, any of the above. Oh my gosh, we have content creator, influencer, Instagram expert, now podcaster, Harper McCormick. Hello. Welcome back, babe. Oh my gosh. It's been a while. It has been a while. But you're one of those people that like I love having you in my back pocket because it's just like (laughs) I just know that like you're a great guest no matter what. And anytime I need you to come on, like you'll be great. No, I'm always down. Last time I came on, we did the we recorded the (gasps) Truth or Eat. Yeah. Oh my god, that was so fun, Harper. And ate the frog legs. That was such a fun And I roasted you with questions. I, you sure did. It was good. You sure did. <laughs> Welcome back, though. How Thank are you? you? I'm really good. How are you? Mm. We were just talking before this about yes. being busy as fuck. We're both yeah. busy as fuck Very people. Busy. The content world doesn't stop. It truly doesn't. Yeah. There are no breaks. No. And if you do take a break. It affects you. <laughs> it's because you can. Yeah. You know, like it's because because people love you so much that they'll stick around regardless. Yeah, it's kind of like a double-edged sword with taking a break because it's like, I feel like in some aspects you can, but then there's also like the background where you're like, it's not like a real, like a job where you can just like, like, hey, I'm taking a two week vacation and then you just go back to your job. Like Mm -hmm. the people who watch your content rely on regular content. So it's like a, it's hard, honestly, but it's kind of. I also have to tell myself, I'm like, you chose this. No one's right. making you do this. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's something that a small percentage of people do. Yeah. That are crazy enough to do it. 100%. And I think there's also being, like, on social media, and then there's, like, creating content. Yes, two different things. Yeah. And that's something, like, I was just telling you before this, like, I really want to dive into the world of social media because I find it so fascinating and very complex too Mm -hmm. like there's a lot of times that i feel like i would just love to just go on like a silent retreat like no phone same right yes i would love that would be such a i should pitch that to east link or something you and i addicted to the internet yeah should just tell them to send us somewhere's nice that's a good reality show idea like kind of like the simple life but like not quite like we wouldn't be working though (laughs) no i don't want to (laughs) work if i'm going on a retreat but if they could like i would love like some green juice and like maybe a meditation learn to meditate Mm. yeah because it's like stuff like that like i feel like i feel like i believe in it and i see the value it's just i live a life that i don't think i will be doing that anytime soon no, me neither. I mean, I try to meditate, but, like, it's hard because if your phone's there, I just constantly, like, trail off. And I'm like, okay, like, you have to do this. Like, you have to post this by this time. Make sure you film this clip. Like, you need a photo for this. And it's just, like, so much that you're constantly... And it's, like, a such a first-world problem. People are probably, like, shut the fuck up. No, but, but this is why I want to talk about it. Because I do think that people look at it and go... Psh, yeah. Psh. But they don't see just how much work is involved and how blurred the line is between your work and your life, you know, Mm -hmm. and because your work is your life and your life is your work. Yeah. So really, it's like, where are the boundaries? Like, like, I don't know. It's there's just a lot to it. Well, yeah, like part of my job is posting about my life. Right. And it's also stressful because you have to try to make sure like your life is interesting and like especially with like what's we're currently going through with like quarantine and that sort of thing like yeah most days i'm watching netflix all day like that's right 
It doesn't get too interesting. And like you're forced to just kind of come up with weird ways to entertain yourself. And entertain people. (laughs) And entertain people while you're doing that. So what was um lockdown like for you so i kind of got a little taste of on your recent episode of your podcast mm-hmm. oh my god before we get further we gotta plug your podcast oh, thank you okay you have a podcast tell us about I do. it so i have a sex and dating podcast called here's to us but mostly me love the title thank you um it was like a failed memoir that i didn't write because i was too busy doing mdma when i was 21 <laughs> Um, so I just always had in the back of my head and decided to use it. I love it. Um, and yeah, it's just a weekly podcast comes out every Wednesday. I have guests on every week. We talk about sex. We talk about dating. Sometimes we talk about different things. I recently did an episode, um, with my friend Rhiannon, who's transgender. And we talked about that whole experience. Um, I just had my friend Chelsea on and we talked about like kind of going through lockdown and, a big thing was like for me was getting sober and locked down. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, it sounds like I'm like an alcoholic, like Tara Reed falling out of like rehab. <laughs> but I'm now sober. Thank you. But no, you, you're just not drinking right now. Yeah. yeah. And like, yeah, I mean, I just the easy way to say it is I tell people like, oh, I'm like sober now. Exactly. Because I'm not doing any. But I mean, and that being said, I, I may possibly again. But I just got to a point in lockdown where it was kind of like you need to calm down. (laughs) And I started to realize that I possibly have like a problem with like substance control. Mm. Good Um, for you though, for realizing that. Thank you. Because, well, that's interesting that you say it happened in lockdown because we we were forced into mm -hmm. being out of our comforts. So out of, no, there's no more bars, you know, and the liquor store has limited hours and you're not getting together with friends. And so you're kind of forced to go like, like how much how much do i rely on the substance yeah. like for my life kind of thing well i also like locked going back to your original question lockdown was like life-changing for me honestly in not, a good way right yeah not wow. even just the like not like stopping drinking and realizing that i had to make that change in my life but also just like getting like to know myself better i like i mean you really just have so much time with your thoughts and like and i'm like what do you need to change? Like what is not making you happy? And I don't know. I just came out like a completely different person. Like I feel like the person I was back in March is like a completely different person than I am now. But I actually realized that I needed to stop drinking like post lockdown when we were in like a more controlled environment Mm. Um, because I kept going to all of these very casual like get togethers. So beforehand I was always used to like, basically like blackout drunk drinking and just drinking until I blacked out and like going to clubs and going to like bars and crazy parties and always like something that was so over like overstimulating. And then I was instead drinking now with a group of like nine people or being at a like bar where everyone's having a couple drinks sitting at like a table together. Mm-hmm. And I was still even going into like situations being like, I need to just limit myself. I would still end up blackout drunk. Mm. And I kind of had like moments in quarantine when there was like this company that I was buying wine from that they delivered to your door. And I would buy like seven bottles of wine and I would start drinking like a bottle of wine. And then once I was drunk, I would just like, I'd wake up and there'd be like four bottles of wine gone. Oh my God. And that's not okay when you're just sitting home alone doing nothing. Right. So I just was like, you need to make the change. And it's been so positive. I feel better mentally. Like, physically i can imagine so my skin is better 
you look gorgeous. Thank well, you're you. always gorgeous, oh, but thanks. I do see, actually do see like in terms of a vibe and a feeling from you that things are different. It does oh. feel like you are being way more um I don't want to say like you're the true harper, but like you just feel settled in yourself. I I get that impression. 100%. And I think before a lot of my issue was I had like almost built up anger that I kept inside of me. Ooh. So like I would and drinking didn't help where I would just be in like negative moods or like be Ooh. nasty or just like in a negative space and kind of just project that where now I feel more happy Calm. and content and yeah, I'm kind of just in the mindset like when people get like worked up over things i'm just like like why like there's nothing you can do (laughs) well that's just it right well that's a huge thing with what's happening right now because so many things are happening that are completely out of our control Mm -hmm. and we are all just trying to cope by like controlling everything but we can't yeah we literally can't we can only control our thoughts Mm -hmm. and our and how we are in our heads yeah and so if we can get a handle on that um that's the best we can do right now yeah. you know like man i mean yeah you can't go against the government unfortunately you got to do what they say so exactly that's what you got to deal with it's what you got to do obey the fucking rules and i feel bad for people who like went through it and like i can totally understand people who have like a hard time mentally dealing with it and like having to constantly be in their thoughts and like see it as like a depressing thing but i mean i've kind of had the benefit of i've always been sort of a like I mean, I'm a social person, but I'm, like, super independent. So spending time with myself was never, like, a mm. hard thing. Where mm-hmm. I feel like someone like you, like, you're mm-hmm. always socializing out and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's probably, was it, like, difficult for you? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah I did not uh, do well. <laughs> but, I mean, I also just, like, I had, like, one of my best friends die at the start of it. Like, I had all this other stuff, like, losing my job. Mm-hmm. Friend died. Lockdown. Other shit with a toxic relationship as well that was on and off throughout it too so it was just like it was almost like everything chose to be like well let's see what you can take well let's see what you can take and and i mean i came out of it unscathed but it was not fun um but also too it's like i did the same i think i did the same thing as you it just didn't didn't happen as prettily (laughs) like as (laughs) as it was a lot messier for me because i had all this other shit uh and i also did live alone too so yeah, see, I had the benefit of I live with my best friend, so... So much better. Yes, 100%. I mean, any people that live together, like, no matter if you're best friends or, like, in love, you're going to have days where you're like, I fucking can't stand this person. Do you fight with your roommate? Not a ton, not really. But we, like, I mean, we're two girls living together, so... And when you're in, like, quarantine, constantly home together 24-7 in a two-bedroom apartment... Our apartment's pretty big, but still, like... I don't know, there's just something about being home alone and, like... Where that was part of, like, my life before, having that taken away. At first, it was like, you never leave. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing here? Yeah, that is challenging. But we we have, like, the benefit is we have, like, a really great communication. So we'll just, like, I'll be like, you're fucking annoying. Like, I'm going to my room. That's good. That's good? Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's... The the choosing to not drink thing, mm-hmm. was it like a cold turkey situation or did you... Yes. Did you like kind of gradually... Yeah, so it was cold turkey? Well, yes and no. So I had like... I mean, I'll just kind of run you through it. So after quarantine, I had like a girls night. We were just going to a bar. Um, everyone listening to this is going to be like, you're nuts. Um, but went to a bar. It was just four of us supposed to be casual drinks. I... 
got so drunk i was pastored at the table at this bar um i got carried into a cab and woke up at my house and was like i have no idea how i got home and then i was just like oh like haha like first time out drinking again like so crazy Mm. um but in the back of my head i was like harper like you were going into this having like two drinks everyone else had like two drinks and my thing like it was just like once i start to like feel alcohol I'm just like, I need more. Like, I need more. And I'll just keep drinking and drinking. After that, I went to, like, a party. And I was like, okay, you're only going to have a couple drinks tonight. Went into it with that mentality. Got blackout drunk. Um, And then I went to, like, the third party. um, And when I say party, I mean, like, groups of ten people. Um, Yeah, we have to clarify that. Yeah. People, don't come for us. Oh, in my recent TikTok, people are coming for me. Were they? Yeah. Because you went went somewhere? Um, Well, because I made a joke that Halifax was COVID central, and then the vlog is, like, me going to store shopping. Oh, my God. People, okay. Like, I watched that, and I didn't even (laughs) pick up on that connection. That's, everyone... (laughs) I hate saying people calm down because everyone has their own yeah their and it's own a lot levels going of on. paranoia. But like, as of now, businesses are still open. You can still do things safely and like oh. obeying the rules while still going out. So and like, like when I said that in my that. vlog, it was like. I said it because I was like, I didn't think I needed to be at a bar on a date right now. Exactly. And I don't. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so after I went to that party, I went to one last one and it was just an awful experience. I got so drunk. I was rude to everyone. And I just woke up the next day and I, it was almost like, I don't know, I'm not like a spiritual person or anything, but it was like something had changed. Mm. And I just woke up and like, I was like, you have to stop doing this. Wow. And yeah, I haven't drank since then. <laughs> dang, dang. Good job. I'm going to like eventually like release like a video talking about the whole experience. And I like, vlogged like when I made the decision. And the- really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that'll be super interesting. Well, and when I made the decision, the like clip that I'm like talking about it in, I'm just like sobbing. <gasps> like it was just so much. But yeah, it's been like the best decision i made wow so i don't want to say i'll never drink again because i feel like i'm just setting myself up for failure if i say that and then people will be like the alcohol police and be like you said you weren't drinking Mm. but for like right now it doesn't work for me of course but there may be a time again i'm hoping like what will happen is that i just need like a time to like reset and then like i'll go into it with a different mentality Mm mm-hmm but yeah, we'll see. Can and then you'll have just a better handle on the drinking. Exactly. Not so much that you'll never do it again, but you'll be in a place where you can have two drinks and just be like, I'm good. Yeah, you I'm know? good. Like, it's tough with drinking because for me, like, I did this podcast and people still see it as a drinking podcast. Mm-hmm. And I kind of hate that because I'm like, I don't want that to be my podcast. Yeah. I... I've never even been been that big of a drinker. Like, even when I started, I wasn't that huge of a drinker. Um, and I gained so much weight when I was in the early days of the podcast. Because I was, like, drinking, drinking, drinking all the time. When you're sitting drinking for, like, two hours yeah, recording. <laughs> exactly. And, like, now it's like, no, I want the I want just good conversation, fun conversation. If we're having drinks, we're having drinks. But mm-hmm. if not, whatever. Um, and I hate that people think that they have to be drinking to come on. I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> well, I will how, say... How Psycho would that be of me to be like, no, yeah, you absolutely have to have at least five drinks to be on my podcast. <laughs> like, it's just not, that's just not, um. Well, the first time I it. came on, I was like, hey, you have to get drunk. Like, you're going out intoxicated. So funny. And people still think that, though. Yeah. And I don't know, like, and it's tough for me because I don't know if that's, what is it? Is it, do I get a new name? Do I do a rebrand? Do I do a, just maybe do, do I just close this podcast? 
podcast entirely and start a new one? Like, I don't know. But like, that's the joy of podcasting. It kind of evolved, but it is hard for me because I don't necessarily want to change the name after yeah. almost four years. Um, but I, maybe it's just a matter of like making a post to be like, hey, just a clarification. Like, when I think even like your recent episodes, you've even strayed away from like, because in the early episodes, you used to talk about like, tonight we're drinking like this. And, and now you've straight away from them. We're drinking bubbly, by yeah. the way. Sparkling water. Sparkling water. We're getting <laughs> drunk on the bubblies. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's, it's, it's tough. Uh, cause yeah, I, I still don't know what this is. Like, I'm like, sometimes it's comedian. Sometimes like, I, I just don't, it's just Sarah in a podcast. Yeah. It's just That's, you having conversations with people that you're interested in. Exactly. And, and yeah, and it involves a pun, which sucks for SEO. <laughs> um, but 100% people listening to this, you do not have to drink to come on the podcast. You just got to be a damn bitch. I'm living proof. A damn bitch. That's open willing to like bear your soul and make fun of your soul yeah and and be honest and have good conversation and not be shy oh i hate a shy. i person. will say like i since hosting my own podcast that is like the biggest pet peeve mm-hmm. is people who because i think people think like coming on a podcast is like fun and it is a lot of fun but if you're hosting the podcast and people aren't providing you anything or like you're just sitting there talking about nothing or giving brief answers you're not it's it's not good you don't want to listen to this Mm -hmm. i don't want to listen to it Mm -hmm. you need to get the juice what's your process as a host do you do you um because you've had people on your show that uh like mostly people that you know right so far yeah so for so i'm about to wrap season one which is 10 episodes um when i kind of signed the contract for my podcast i kind of mapped out like the 10 episodes i wanted the only one that kind of changed was when i had the girl from dating around on netflix on because mm. that happened more spur of the moment mm-hmm. um but yeah i kind of pre-planned it out and like kind of talked about thought about what i wanted to talk about in each episode because it was more of like a capsule of episodes as All opposed to mm-hmm. just like a continuous yeah um but yeah so i just reached out to people surprisingly a lot of people well not surprising but a lot of people were like no not for me yeah yeah and i feel like people like see the word sex and they're like no not for me i see it and i'm like i could i would love to just talk about oh yeah i can anything yeah and i sometimes i feel awkward during recording because i'm like like i will literally say anything talk about anything and people who aren't like content creators or do podcasts they don't necessarily want to like talk about like getting railed or anything like that (laughs) where i'm like oh yeah But yeah, and that's then- like my favorite kind of conversation. <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> yeah, it it is. It's weird. It's a weird thing to do. And also, like, I think everybody wants a spotlight, mm-hmm. but not everyone goes into a podcast going like knowing exactly what it is. Yeah. Like I have this joke that's like everybody wants to be on a wants to be a guest on a podcast they know nothing about. Yeah. Um, like. Because for me and, and for yours as well, it's not just about what you do. It's like about who you are. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Like, what are you fucking into? Like, yeah. what, what are you, why are you fucked up? Like, stuff like that. And it's like, you did this cool thing. Cool. But like, let's get personal. Well, and that was and not why, everyone is down to do that. No. And that's why I've kind of focused on having friends on as opposed to like people mm. who had like accomplished stuff. Like, I love the episode that I put out with Heather from Dating Around, but it's not the most like 
exciting episode. It probably doesn't represent the show as a whole. No. But it was probably still really good to do because it's, you know, your type of guest that you would like and and, yeah. and a big name. And and it was a different, like, kind of conversation. We talked more relationship-based as opposed to sex. But, like, w- the thing I love about having friends as guests is you can sit down and be like, just have a conversation. It's not... Exactly. It's not shy or it's not awkward. I love my favorite... Those are my favorite podcasts. Like, I just love a podcast where you feel like you're... You feel like you're in... The bathroom of a bar mm-hmm. with with friends having a heart to heart. Like yeah. that's my favorite kind of vibe. I hate these podcasts that are so formal and tell me about this thing that you did and oh. tell me about that thing that you did. And, <laughs> and I try to stray from that because my big thing is like I I'm like an over preparer. So I go into episodes with like it completely mapped out. Oh, nice. And I pretty much stay on like the map, but we all obviously stray off and like natural conversation will happen. But I hate people who have like question one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then answer, then question two. <laughs> and they two. read it. They yeah. read it off. Exactly. And I'm like, that's not entertaining. But yeah, I love podcasts like that as well. And that's like the main comment I get. And it like means the most to me because that's why I'm trying to put out is that it yeah. just feels like you're listening to like two friends. Yeah. Kind of chat and I, yeah. that's the same vibe with intoxicated too same. and and I, I i i pride myself on like people tend to say like i just felt so comfortable with you i was so nervous and i was so like i was like that's just always been the vibe that i've always wanted mm-hmm. is like not an interview conversation yeah it's like it's, it's well and i always tell guests beforehand i'm like if you want to ask me anything like feel free yeah. like if you want to talk about anything or we straight up conversation like that's totally fine exactly and i'm like i don't as long as we get like an hour of content that is good that's right. That's fine. That's right. That's right. So you've been obviously enjoying. Well, how is it different for you than say YouTube? So like you've been doing YouTube for quite a while. Yeah, for like four years. What are the? Uh, what do you enjoy more now that you've been doing? They're so different for me, honestly. Um, because yeah, because with the content I'm making, like podcast wise, I'm focused more on the guest as opposed to myself where my youtube is pretty much just like myself Mm -hmm. i will say the podcast aspect is a lot easier um in the sense of like creating the content Mm -hmm. because you can just have a guest on and the content kind of creates itself where with youtube you're like okay what video this week what video next week Mm -hmm. and yeah i find more people are willing to listen to a podcast as opposed to watching a youtube video um, so YouTube's a harder market to kind of jump so into. Hard. Yeah, and I've kind of honestly in the last like couple months kind of strayed away from it. Because mm. it's kind of, I mean, I'll be completely honest, when you make content and you spend time, like for me to make a YouTube video, I probably put in like 10 hours of work for like one video. Exactly. Because And that it goes with like coming up with the idea, planning it out, getting ready. Filming it, editing filming it. Filming it, yeah. And I mean, if someone saw the footage, they would literally <laughs> think I was a psychopath because I stop and restart a hundred times and the fact i don't do that when i'm recording the podcast and i think that that's what makes it way more authentic yeah um podcasting because it's it's like almost like a stream of consciousness Mm -hmm. like in a weird way like because it's edited but like it's not as edited as a youtube video yeah like my podcast is very minimal editing like we typically record for an hour and like typically the whole hour like stays in good stuff yeah yes unedited club yes um yeah no that's that's wild and when did you start you started that podcast when when did that when did you start september september one september something was my first episode do you know what i find so interesting about when like people who start 
dating podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, they start it with the intent of it being like a dating podcast. Yeah. And then soon enough, it becomes more almost more about a self-evolution mm-hmm. or like things that you're going through yourself, which I find fascinating. Well, and I like when I was planning it, I was like, my goal was for the first like 10 to 15 minutes, I always do like an intro and my goal when I was playing the podcast was to talk about like my own dating life in that 10 to 15 minutes and then bring in the guest for like 45. And I haven't <laughs> dated the whole time I've been recording the podcast. <laughs> I had a date literally last weekend and I canceled it. I saw that. I was going to ask you about the cancellation. Yeah, we could talk about it. So you canceled on a date. Was this a COVID related reason? Purely, or were you also just kind of like, oh, I don't, I still don't want to go on this date, really? A mix of both. Okay. Um, so this guy is someone that I've, you must have guys like this too that you've seen on apps for literally years and you always match, but it never goes anywhere. Yeah. This was that type of guy. I'm very attracted to him. He's older, he's a chef, very hot, um, fulfills all of my daddy issues, has his life together. And we've always matched and started talking and then just not, like ha- nothing has ever happened. But this time I really liked he was very direct and he just messaged me and he was like, I'm taking you on a date this time. <gasps> I and I came. was literally, <laughs> and I was like, like okay. Is, Kate, men listening. That is, okay, well, I mean, maybe ask. You- <laughs> yeah, you have to make sure the vibe's right before you're just make like, sure we're going is, on a date. Make sure the vibe is right. But I can't tell you how much, and I've spoken to many women about this, many women. I can't tell you how much we appreciate just taking the initiative to make the plan happen. Oh, yeah. It is so frustrating to just be like, oh, we should we should hang some time. Yeah, we should. It's also Uh, so hot when guys are like, I'm going to take you on a date and we're going to do this. I love that. I hate the like, oh, what do you want to do? Like, oh, do you want to go here? And I where would you suggest? Don't fucking ask me that what do you like to do for fun you know what i i i also complain a lot about guys you know only taking like i think most of my dates have been at like breweries and stuff which is like whatever but at least you're suggesting something even if i don't like it i'll still do it i just appreciate like how it's just so direct and simple and it's like okay yeah we're going on a date we're going to this place so he was very direct which i love and not only that, he was very, like, understanding of me not drinking and very, like, oh, into it. And he was like, okay, let me take you to dinner. Like, he's a chef, so he obviously loves food. And I, it was kind of funny. I gave suggestions. And I think some people would be put off by this. But he was like, no, 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 their menu sucks. Like, let's go here. I love that. Same. I was I like, great. That. Um, But my big thing is I'm very needy and I need a lot of attention. And nothing puts me off more than once I make plans with a guy, if we don't stay in communication, like I still want like pretty regular text messages from the time we make the plans to when we're going on the date. Interesting. I can't have like radio silence because to me that means you're not interested. Uh Uh-huh. And that makes me not interested. Uh Uh-huh. So he kept like not like before we made plans, he was texting me very regularly, like almost like all the time. And it went to, like, nothing. And when he would text me, it was just, like, strange conversation. And I was just... And he kept referring to himself as a bad boy. And I was like, you're 42. Like, you're not a bad boy. <laughs> and I was like, you need to stop. Um, you're 42. You're not a bad boy. No. I can't take that more. It's like, you're you're not a bad boy. You're tired. Yeah, you're ready for bed. <laughs> I mean, me too. But, like... I feel like 
you gotta come to one of my shows sometimes because I also have a joke about like trying to fuck guys in their forties. Yeah, and how it's like, it's like I really like this joke. It's like. Like, oh, growing up as women, like, we always thought other women were our competition. But when you're at this age and you're going for guys in their 40s, like, our competition is the coach. <laughs> yeah. Because they have, like, <laughs> you're going to want to fuck the shit out of a guy who has a bad back. Yeah. And it's just going to happen at some point as if you start going for older guys. Yeah, no, I do need to come to one of your shows. You do? I have yeah. three coming up, but okay. I know. But again, I I, I don't want to like encourage people to come out because I feel bad for doing that. But yeah. I'm also like, yeah, you could come and sit at a small table with people. Yeah, and, just a few people, and just like you know, have your mask. Like I've actually just started being safer because with with comedy shows, um, you know, it's pretty. I don't want to say it's loosey goosey, but um, yeah. even when you're like walking up to the stage. Uh, a lot of places don't require you to have the mask on as you're walking up to the stage, but I'm going to be like masked for like well, the majority I think of the time. A lot of the bars even have the good intention, but how can you control a bunch of drunk people and be like, make sure you keep the mask on, like mm-hmm. make sure you don't take it off. Have you been to like a lot of bars since like? Not really. Um, no. I went to a few like when things like loosened up and we could start going out again. Um, mo- I've been to like a few restaurants mainly, mm-hmm. but yeah, not too many. Yeah. But that was kind of my roommate is definitely more like worried about COVID than I am. Not that I'm not worried, but she's very paranoid over it. So that was the reason for me canceling my date is because I she talked to me and she was like, I honestly don't feel comfortable with you going to the bar. Oh, yeah. So I was like, I have to be respectful. Mm-hmm. One thing I did love is I told him this and I was honest and I was like, this is why I'm canceling. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I respect that so much. I actually love that you are valuing your like roommate's opinion. Uh, oh, that's nice. Yeah. Now, buddy, just get better at texting. Yeah. We've been texting a lot <laughs> recently, actually. Well, that's good. I yeah. mean, and I mean, there's other things you can like i mean i know this sounds like cheesy but like a social distance stroll yeah with a hot chocolate that might be fun yeah yesterday he dropped like coffee off at my house but we didn't like me like it was like a uber eats kind of situation <laughs> he was just like hey i'm in the area i'm gonna leave coffee for you and i'm like, just like short circuiting because i can't i can't <laughs> that's the benefit of dating older men i can't comprehend the level that like level of niceness with a man yeah i've never experienced that <laughs> well you because you used to have men send you food oh yeah all, all the time. time can we talk about this yeah okay so what it's like my viral tiktok you, moment you, um and how did you get them to do it Oh, it's easy. You just have to, like, basically make them think they want to send you food. Yeah. So, like, I'll normally go into him and be like, um, if you want to be, like, the best Bumble match, like, send me tacos. And a lot of guys will be like, okay, bet. Like, and they'll be like, what's your address? Yeah. And so once the tacos are sent to you and you have the tacos, do they then, like, try to like, keep talking to you afterwards or the, do they literally just do it for the fun of it it depends on the guy depends on the most dude. kind of like try to keep talking to you yeah and, and you're like i got my food yeah, See ya. Good. <laughs> i got all seven days in the tiktok i'm trying to make thank you <laughs> god that's so funny that's really sweet though so this guy huh. could be could be a good prospect yeah. hopefully. well and when i got my cards read by danielle Ooh. for novotero tell, she tell, tell. said that the guy that apparently is my soulmate is currently 42. Shut the fuck up. So I was like, wow, that's oh so God. strange. That's, that's a bit wild. So if I'm married next week, mind your business. And um, if you get engaged, where was it? On a cliff? <sighs> on a cliff, yeah. Overlooking the stars. Mm-hmm. That's wild. So do you, okay, so you, um, 
you've gotten a couple of readings from Danielle. Yes. Are two. you big into that type of thing? Tarot? Not big into it. I definitely like it. And I like, like, if I'm having a moment where I'm feeling unsure or not motivation, but sometimes you just need, like, just to know there's something positive coming your way. <laughs> I really like it for that. Mm-hmm. Or if I'm just feeling stuck, like, I'll get one done. And, like... Mm. I believe in it 100%, but I kind of still take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. And that's, that's probably the best way to be. Well, I think like the first time I ever got a reading done, I like wrote it down and I was like, okay, I'm meeting this man. And like, and like, I was just like, this hasn't happened yet. This hasn't happened. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, mm. But yeah, even like my last reading that she just did, um, stuff that she said has already happened. Really? Mm-hmm. Holy shit. So I'm like, I mean, I definitely believe that it's like a thing. Cause I was, yeah, I was with you with, for one of those readings. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. I'll tell you afterwards. It's personal, so I don't want to uh, talk yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Honor, but that's so wild. I mean, she's Nova Taro. Yeah. Little plug for Nova Taro. So good. Um, well, yeah. I recently took my friend, and she was, my friend gets readings all the time. Okay. And she was like, this was the <gasps> best, most accurate reading I've ever Shut had. Shut up. Mm-hmm. Danielle, check yeah, that out. It. I mean, I just think it's going to be awesome. Like, when Danielle's like rich and famous yeah. for like her tarot, that like we can say that we were like friends with her. We were the first people she read. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love when Danielle re- does my readings because <laughs> they're always so bleak. Like I have yet, to, honestly, Harper. I have yet to have a reading where it's like, "Yeah, your man's coming. You got well, one coming." The funniest thing was when so we were together at Danielle's <laughs> getting readings, and I was getting mine. And not to chew my own horn, but it was very positive, very positive. And then Sarah gets hers, and she just basically like. Yeah, stop looking for love. Uh, pretty much. That's always what it is. Just like, give up, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Stop it. But it's it's all good. I mean, yeah. it, it is what it is. I I I'm in I'm in a weird spot with like loneliness and like trying to radically accept that like the single life just might be what I'm gonna have. Yeah, you honestly, know? I don't hate it. It's I do. Okay. <laughs> I mean, at weird. least you're aware of that. It's weird because you'd think I wouldn't hate it after, like, being in it for so long. You know? Like, yeah. you'd think that, like, I would just grow to be used to it. And I, I, I think I'm used to it, but I just don't love it. You know? Like, I like the comfort of a person. Yeah. Um, And I, I would argue that I have, like... I've had a lot of heartbreak, like non-boyfriend heartbreak, which is sometimes the worst. I feel like. Oh my god, the f- because you do you don't even have the closure of knowing what that relationship would have been. Yeah, is the issue. Yeah, or you didn't even get to like try it. So it's like I don't know. My worst thing is like, and I have to stop doing this. Is like I will like in my head like pre like not pre-plan, but like think too far into the relationship when oh, we're not yeah. even dating. Oh, yeah. And I'll be like, oh, like we're... I plan many weddings. Oh, same. <laughs> I've got it mapped all out. <laughs> I just need, like, the man and I can just pop him in. And yeah, I've got everything else like under control. It's just like a template. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, me too. I get, I get far too excited. And it's something that I've noticed about myself lately, actually. And this could be a defense mechanism. But even, like, with, like, new guys coming in, I'm very quick to not get excited because mm-hmm. I'm just too scared. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm just too prone to disappointment well, and I think once you've been hurt enough it's like it just becomes a reflex yeah naturally you're like oh, should i do this yeah it's really tough and like for me it's just like how the fuck do i get to a point where i don't feel like a broken mess 
Um, because I do have this kind of feeling of like, you're too broken for, for it to ever happen. Mm -hmm. Like you're too, you've been too dicked around. Like you'll never know what a healthy relationship looks like. And I watch people in relationships all the time. I feel like I have a good insight into relationships, despite not having (laughs) been in one for a long time. But I, I watch and I observe and I'm just like, I don't think I'm ever going to have that. (laughs) I think you will. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. No, I think you will. Mm. I think it's like not positive for you to say that you don't think you ever will. I think it's me prepping f- as a defense, honestly. Well, and then I also wonder sometimes and think to myself, I'm like, have you told yourself that you'd be okay being single because you aren't putting... Like, my thing is I don't put the work into dating. And yeah. I know this. Like, I literally will swipe 20 guys on Tinder and match with 10 of them and then just let them sit there and rot. Yeah. And like... I probably right now on like Tinder have a, like I have a ton of messages and but yeah. I don't respond to them. <laughs> yeah, I had um someone on TikTok actually comment on one of my videos being like, "You're on Tinder, aren't you?" And I just wrote back, I was like, "I have the app downloaded. <laughs> yeah. There's a difference. It's there." Like I go on it probably once every two weeks. Yeah, I'm the same for like maybe twenty minutes. And of I swiping. swipe for a few minutes. I'm like, oh. Can't. Yeah. I just it's not um not for me. I went on like one date from Hinge. Oh, I hate Hinge. Uh after like we came out of lockdown and like that's been it really. The other date I went on was through Geneva with Jane J matchmaking. Oh, from um, like one of her matchmaking bo- things? Book of Love thingies, yeah. Did you like match? Meet. We like so essentially what she does is like she'll match you based on compatibility, like if you're in her system. Okay. Um, and then she sends you like his profile and she's like, Here's the guy. Are you interested? And I was like, Yeah, sure, I'd see him. And then and then you go on a date and then after the date all of the correspondence is through her so okay. you tell her you 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 like reject the guy through her did you reject him yeah why i didn't feel attracted okay here's the thing do you like, see what they look like before you go on the date yeah okay. but i still i still have that like you gotta give them the in-person chance because you never know oh, okay, you never you know. know it's about vibe it's not necessarily about pictures but i mean we all know men suck at taking pictures yeah um and for me it's like i just i just tend to know if and it's all about conversation for me like are you quick can we talk can we bounce off each other is it fun and like it's if you have that first part cool and then it's like and then it's like physical attraction well i find i can tell typically in like the first like 20 minutes if i'm gonna be into you or not yes it's so quick my main thing is because i'm very sarcastic if they can't like make a joke or like take a joke i'm like oh like yeah or like just having no fucking personality like that's the worst i went on like i've been on one date since quarantine stopped and like over apps and stuff he couldn't shut up and then we got in person and like i like had to pull teeth oh my god and he also had bad teeth which weren't in any of his pictures (laughs) not only did you have to pull teeth you had to pull bad teeth i could have fixed them honestly (laughs) that's not cool no and they weren't in any of his pictures and i was just like oh that's why he's not smiling still kissed him though because i did you mm -hmm. see it takes a lot for me i think you were saying in your episode about like how like uh oh by the way you guys were talking about what is it? What's the sexuality where? Yeah, it's demisexual. Yes, we figured it out afterwards. Demisexual, ding ding ding. That's definitely me too. Like I, I feel like I need to really know someone to like be very very attracted to them. Yeah. Although like honestly, like I've hooked up once this year. I would just love a makeout right now. Like, yeah. like. Uh, 
I mean, one of the things Ugh. I miss most, and I haven't done this in years, was just being drunk at like a club and you just like meet someone on the dance floor and just like make out. I've never done that. Never. Oh God, Sarah. I'm real. I'm. <laughs> and now Harper, I think it's too late. <laughs> Both because of my age and also because of COVID times. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, I've never really had a dance floor makeout, I don't think. Oh, wow. Not from someone that I didn't know. I went to dinner last night with two of my girlfriends and we were literally talking about because a lot of our early 20s was spent at clubs meeting guys. And there was just this mentality that if you didn't go home with someone, it was a bad night. Right. And I was saying, like, I, and this sounds awful, but if you were to line up a hundred men, I'm not sure I could pick out all of the ones that I have slept with. Oh, my God. (laughs) I have, like, a list in my phone, but some of them are literally, like, man from the dome. Oh, my God. That's funny. Man with white shoes that I met at the dome. Well, at least you had those times, though, because I don't think I ever had a slutty year. Really? Oh, I had several. I did. I, I think, like, the most, maybe I've. The most maybe I've done within a year has been like four. Have you ever fucked two people in the same day? No, God, no. Oh, wow. I got work to do. Yeah, you got to. But I feel like I feel like I have that urge to be slutty, but I also have the urge to settle down. So it's like this weird conflict. Yeah, I constantly go through. I would like to like have a football team like run a track (laughs) on me. And then I would also like to be married. It's a, it's just a strange, strange conflict. Yeah. Um, I also stress a lot. This is like my main, one of my main anxiety things is if I was to get married, will I be content having sex with just this one person for the rest of my life? I feel like if I was to marry someone, it better be someone that's like, I'm, I would want to fuck every single But what if you get bored? Like, what if you're tired of them? There's lots of dicks in the world. Could you figure that out through long-term dating though? Probably, yeah. But I got to get to the long term dating. That's just exactly yeah, right. And see, like everyone is always like, oh, like just have an open marriage. But I would fuck that our house would be burned down, and we would I would be in jail. I there's no way I could ever oh. do open. I give people so many props. Like my most recent guest, she dates like couples who it was very interesting. Them. I yeah. Love, yeah, very interesting. And I could never. Like, I give them so many props and, like, good for you and glad you're secure enough in your relationship that you can have a third, but... I found it interesting what she said about um, how it's simple and that, like, she knows what it is and that there's boundaries there. Well, that kind of, in my head, made me be like, oh, maybe that's a good yeah, idea. Because I don't... I, I'm weird with sex, but, like... One of the most sexually liberating things I did was I went to a sex party and had mm-hmm. I hooked up with two couples, and the reason I could do that, Wait a second. yeah, yeah, it happened in just like last year, December. Like when you say a sex party, I mean a sex party, like an orgy. Yeah. Wow, I was thinking you went to one of those. Okay, but okay, so. Well, I, I've talked about this with people. Yes, it was an orgy, I guess. But it but was you're not also fucking everyone. No. It was like an organized venue where people came and it's Did like Did you wear clothes like, when you went? Yeah, I wore I wore like a lacy bodysuit okay. and a skirt. Uh, That's very appropriate. I kind of layered up because I was like, I'm going to be nervous as shit. Go, I, I went with a couple that I know. Um, and. <laughs> This was in Halifax. Yeah, it's um. Oh, we can get into it. It's it's on Godgen Street. It's the place with the anchor on the building. Got it. Sea docks. The bathhouse. 
Wow. So they have private parties there. No doubt. Um, they're invite only. And like, and oh. so like I had to be vouched through like my couple friend that I went with. Um, and yeah, it was, it was wild. But what I liked about it was I think I can do slutty stuff like that in that environment because it's so radically different than my normal life yes. that I can just go, I'm going to be a dirty little whore like tonight yes. and I'm not going to see any of these people tomorrow and I can just move on and I don't get feelings. So, I don't get feelings. Well, enough about your feelings. <laughs> At this sex party, yeah. do you just walk in, like look around? So, like I need to know the logistics. So you walk in and then there's like a little counter where you like check in okay. or whatever. Um, You can get a locker or okay. a private room. Okay. It's like different costs associated with, with each. Like, like how I nice are did... these private rooms? <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't tell me it's like a plastic bag. Not that like... nice. It's like dorm room size. Uh, I mean, I guess you're there for the one thing. The walls are all mirrors. Oh, wow. And there's like one little single bed in, in each room. And they're okay. like tiny. They're like dorm rooms. I mean, you're there to do one thing, so... <laughs> You don't really need to relax and get comfortable. Exactly, right? So there's like the main area that's like kind of like the lobby, I guess. And everyone's just there. Everyone's just kind of gathered okay. there and you can like, they have drinks. Uh, actually, you have to br- you have to bring your own alcohol. Um, but <laughs> this is another weird part of the party. They had soup there too? Like you could just get some soup? Soup. <laughs> While you were there? What kind of soup? <laughs> Campbell's? <laughs> what? I shit you not. Hot soup at a sex party. Chicken noodle soup. Uh, Because people be fucking. People be fucking for hours and they need like instant energy. How long does this go on for? Oh, a long time. Oh wow. Like I think it like starts at like eight and like goes to like two or three. Oh wow. Uh, And then like longer than I'd last. And then you walk through this other area and then essentially it's like a hallway. Okay. And then there's like all these private rooms like on each side. Yeah. And then there's lockers, so you can like put your bag in there you can change uh and then the private rooms the private rooms and then there was a hot tub and a sauna did people go in the hot tub yeah people were in the hot i didn't go in i was like like that's do you remember the old reflections yes they used to have hot tub parties and they would just set a hot tub in the middle of the club and i would be like jesus christ that's probably full of cum oh yeah I'm sure the one at the sex party was even yeah. more full. Oh my god, yeah, no, I, I didn't go in there. Uh, and then the rooms, the rule with the rooms were if the door is open, you're allowed to watch. Okay. So like I didn't even think of that aspect. So if of couple it. if you go in there with somebody yeah. and like, you leave it open, you are essentially saying you can watch us fuck. Okay. So there was actually a room where someone had a Sibian. What's and that? what is that? Oh my god, you don't know what a Sibian no, is? No, I'm a nun. Her- <laughs> I can't believe you don't. The name of I a can't snake. believe you don't know what this is. It's this is what it is. You sit on it. I'm still confused. It vi- the whole thing vibrates. Oh my god. Uh, oh and wow. It's just pretty wild. Oh wow. So they had one of these in a room, and people shared it, and they didn't have the dick on it. Oh okay. They just had like the little vibrating thingy, but like still, you sit on that thing, and it vibrates your whole area. Did you do it? No. Mm. It's one of my biggest regrets of my life, actually, because yeah. the room was like filled with like 
hot naked and like all these people and this is what i have to say about the sex party and i, I people, my listeners are probably sick of me talking about it but you but talked about it before briefly like wow, i'm a bad intoxicated listener here, here and there like okay. i wouldn't listen hours and hours every week i don't expect anyone to <laughs> remember everything um but like the the women like the people there were surprisingly attractive what was like the age range would we say 25 to 45 would be probably the bulk of the people but there was definitely older people there too do people have sex in the main room no okay so you have to have a room i think so and how did you meet these couples so i went with my so the guy that i knew and his girlfriend okay um and then really you it's just like a party right like you just kind of meet people you just kind of talk to people uh and i think i was the one who initiated it because someone said something about spanking and i was like i volunteer (laughs) (laughs) wow okay and then yeah and to think I'm just home up the street, sound asleep, and this is happening. Yeah, pretty wild. And then the downstairs, oh. there's the downstairs has a dungeon and a glory hole. Wow. And like all this. It's pretty well, I wild. Know, normally, like I thought it was like a gay bathhouse. I think that's what it is during the day. During the day, okay. And then at night. Yeah, I'll always be just down. like walking to work and I'll just see like men coming in and out. And I'm like, glad you're having a better day than I am. Right? It's a crazy spot. But I gotta say. I had a great time. And it was very, like... I mean, there's rules, too, in place. Like, they... Like, you need to consent to everything. You need to ask. It's actually, like, one of the most consensual experiences that I ever had. Because it was just, like, everything everyone did. It was like, can I do this? Can I do that? Can I touch this? Can I touch that? I was just like, man, like, this is better than... (laughs) <laughs> Some hookups I've had where you go and hit me in the face. Wow. Unprompted. Okay. Oh, I hate that. God, I hate that. Yeah, I also I, favorite. I also just hate that like when it happened to me, I didn't hate it right away. <laughs> That's a bigger <laughs> issue. <laughs> like I just went, ow. Oh. <laughs> the first time it ever happened to me, I didn't like he didn't ask. He just did it and I cried. And I was like 19, yeah. Oh, that sucks. And I was like, why would you do that? Right? Yeah. I mean, that's just not but I cool. But the appeal. Yeah. It's, you gotta, you gotta have consent. You gotta oh, be yeah. on the same page. Don't just go out, go out and slap someone. No. Or nowhere. I mean, unless it's, well, I guess you should have consent either way. But like, I kind of like when a guy will like just slap your ass and not like, be like, can I do this? Oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But, but the that's a conversation different. you have before. Oh, yeah, beforehand. I actually, one of the questions that I recently got for my podcast um, was from a gay man. Okay. And he was asking how straight people navigate, like, sex conversations beforehand because gay men do because they have to figure out like if you're a top or a bottom they have like to have a whole conversation to find out if they're even compatible before they even have sex Mm -hmm. and we don't really have to do that oh and so sex is kind of a kind of a wild card for us yeah for yeah no i don't think i've ever had not with a first time partner anyway no i've never had like a pre like i've had like conversation being like what do you like what are you into mm. and being like oh i like this and i like this and like right oh yeah those are good yeah but i've never been like don't do this don't yeah do that. don't do that don't do this like let's do this position let's not do this one like right that's interesting and they have to do all of that and i was like wow maybe everyone should be doing that i mean it's probably good 
Yeah, like just get it out of the way. But like you could almost almost make it like foreplay. Yeah. Like <laughs> I think it's a good conversation. It would be like kind of high if you were like, I don't know, I think the idea of like talking about what you're going to do before you actually do it would be very like hot. Absolutely. Yeah. But then that's why you fall into a three year phone relationship with somebody and you never fucked them and now they're moved on from you. Ain't that the way? Love that. I might have to cut that. That might be too specific. <laughs> Uh, sometimes I get very subtweety. Uh, you are a very subtweety person. <laughs> I was going to ask you about the lip filler stuff. Oh, I need to go again desperately. Oh my gosh. Does it hurt? Oh, it's like a whole other experience. So let me tell you how to do it. It's my do. favorite thing to tell people because they get so grossed out. So basically, she makes holes with a needle on both sides of your mouth. Which are, like, entry points. Like, right on the... Like, on the, like... Yeah. Uh, like, right in the corners. Okay. Um, and that way she can enter in the top and the bottom ah! of your lip. Ah! <laughs> oh, my God. And then she takes very long needles and puts them in the entry point, and you literally have a needle up through your lip. Like, you can literally feel the needle inside your lip. And does that hurt, or do they numb you? They numb you, but you can still feel it. Oh, my god! And, like, what they'll do to, like, make sure you're numb is, like, they put it in, and then they'll lift the tip of the needle inside your lip to make sure you can't feel it. And that hurts. Oh, my um, God. And then, yes, she just injects, and then you're big and beautiful and swollen, and it's the best thing I've ever done. There you go. Ding, ding. But it's almost like it's... I relate to the same as, like, people who get tattoos, and they, like... <gasps> Mm. get like addicted to it like after i got like the first syringe i was like do you want to book me in tomorrow like oh my god i have to i'm so curious about it because i have super thin lips and i hate my lips like i absolutely that hate was them. me i hate them same uh i'm very fascinated by the lip filler stuff and it's a little it's more affordable than people think it is right yeah like <laughs> I think in total between like four, I mean, I need to get them redone, but I got them done like a year ago um, and I paid like 1200 Okay. But I went it's, very large. It's, it's a treat yourself thing. Yeah. But, it's, but not I, un, it's not like, that's not a number that I could go like, oh, I can't save up for that. Well, and I didn't pay it all at once either. Oh, Like okay, you do helps. it in like in sessions. Um, and like now that I have them done, like I'll never need to like pay that full amount again as, unless I let them like dissolve completely. But you'll just need to do touch ups. Mm. So I need to go again soon and I can't wait. But It's like anything with beauty, like laser hair <sighs> removal, like all, these, any of this all these treatments that like require you to go like multiple times yeah to like see the full effect it's such an investment i've never done anything like that. i would love to do something like that but it's just money it, for me it's just a money thing i'm like yeah. oh yeah if i had money the things i would do oh i would look like a supermodel right now like i'm so pro like any type of plastic surgery is that even what they call it plastic surgery Seems like a weird way to say Not it. Not for like injections. It's like I'm my girl that does it called it like dermal structure dermal injections. Structure. Um because they're like structuring your face with dermal injections. I think. I don't know. Don't quote me. I love that. But yeah, I don't think it I mean, I don't know. I guess it's kind of plastic surgery, but it's not permanent is the difference. Right. Yeah. And and like you can also get fill, filler in like your face oh, for you wrinkles. People literally get it in their armpits to stop sweating. Like, that's people wild. get Botox in their forehead to stop headaches. Ooh, yeah, there's so many benefits. That would be. I'm. I'm. 
I've been getting really bad headaches lately. One of my like, friends hates his nose and he gets the like a um, non-surgical nose job with filler. Really? And it like changes the shape? Your bridge so your bridge evens out. Oh my god. Yeah. They can do pretty much anything. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. Is there anything else that you think that you'll do other than the lips? Oh, Sarah. If what, I could, I would what's fill your, my whole face with filler. Okay, what would be the, the next thing you would do if you had the money? Next thing I would do would be, like, cheeks. But like, they're super expensive. Mm, like, she does, like, little injections, like, just here. So, like, you know when you smile and you're like, this fills up? Yeah. They're just, like, always like It'll that. just be more, like, plump. Yeah. And it gives you also more defined, like, cheekbone, two inches. Ooh, so you'll kind of get, like, a natural contour yeah. going on. Fuck like, yeah. Like, more Kardashian. I'd like to do the mi- microblading. Microblading? Yeah. The eyebrows? Mm-hmm. I'd like like to do that. It'd be nice to wake up with your eyebrows already done. See, well, the best thing I ever did is I start getting my eyebrows tinted. Yes, I've been curious about this. Best thing. Yeah? Because with the microblading, it's like a tattoo. And yeah. My- fear is that they will not do me right and yeah. i'll just have bad brows forever and there's that would there. be really scary but with the dye it's just like your natural because yeah. i used to literally like basically draw my eyebrows on yeah because i had blonde eyebrows right and then i've been dyeing them or getting them tinted oh my gosh and i got my lashes tinted too and like lifted and Oh my god! You just wake up and you look like. Well, see, that's the thing. Yeah, if I could afford eyelash extensions, I would go back to that because I really loved oh, when I had those. There are a lot of upkeep. A lot of upkeep. Um, I don't know, man. Oh my god, it's endless. What I would like the things I would do. See, but men don't have to deal with these things. Why do you think that is? Um, I think they like society puts a projection on women that we have to like have all these beauty standards. And I don't know, I feel like we care more about them. Like, I don't feel like guys look at, like, male celebrities and are like, oh, I need to, like, do this. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, I look at, like, Kylie Jenner and I'm like, bitch, you need to go in for a, a touch-up on the lips. Like, Right. Yeah. No, absolutely. It'd be interesting to talk to a guy about stuff like that. Like, the pressures that they feel. It's almost like guys <clears throat> have a different, like, I don't know, like, confidence. Like... Yeah, but they also have like they can wake up and shower and shake their head and like but they're like woohoo. It's seriously because I think <sighs> I think women can be attracted to men that are less attractive. Yeah, because we are more into things like your personality and your sense of <laughs> yes. humor and like your money. <laughs> yes. that's my main go-to. You know, like it, it, those things matter more to us than whereas like a dude, I think. You gotta be hot all the time. Yeah. I don't know. Like, comment on this episode if you disagree. And sometimes I feel like, like, I will look at couples, like, pictures of them when they've been dating for a long time, and the girl just looks like a bag of shit, and, like, he's just there loving her, and I'm like, when do I get to that point? <laughs> when do I no longer have to hide makeup in my bathroom? Right? Oh, I feel that hard. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, yeah, it's, um, that's, whew, that's a whole journey. And, like, I love, like, well, I don't love, but, like, my go-to thing is, like, if a guy's sleeping over, I'll wake up, like, early and go to the bathroom. You still do that? And do a little, like, five-minute, like... I think the last time I didn't do that was when I lived with a boyfriend. I didn't do it then, but every other time, yeah, I do the same thing. Yeah. Do the same thing. And I just wake up, and I'm like, they're like, wow, you look great. I'm like, thanks. I I just woke up like this. But you, but you, you're... 
You've been going more natural. Yeah, this is the first time I've put makeup on in literally like a full face since so March. So what's going on there? Is, is it a, like an increased confidence thing? Is it because your skin is better because you're not drinking? Skin's better. Brows are tinted. Oh, interesting. Lashes are tinted and lifted. Because like I would always do my makeup um, basically to like fill in my brows because without it, I would have no brows. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but, but now they're they're done. So you- yeah, and I also I don't know. I just feel like more confident without make filler. Honestly, helped me a lot because my main in- insecurity as well with makeup is I would always overdraw my lips because I was right. so insecure of them. And now that they are larger, right? Now yeah. you've just you've just remedied that. Yeah, you're being efficient, is what you're being. Yeah, the things that I hated about my face, <laughs> I've just fixed. You've just fixed. I mean, there's still a lot more I would like to fix. Fix your face. Like, I would love to get my chin shaved. Oh, I want to get, I just want to get my double chin. I just want all this gullet. There's injections gone. that you can get that, like, eats away at, like, the. I, isn't it called, like, Chabello or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's my number one. I would, if, I, if, if we're talking surgeries, that would be my first thing that I would do, because I hate that about my face, and I hate that. I laugh so much, like when I'm on video or like even just on stage with stand. Woo! One thing I gotta say about starting stand up, seeing stand up pictures of yourself is the most humbling experience. Oh, see, I don't like any pictures of ever. myself. Imagine like talking on a stage with a mic. Oh no! And having people take random pictures of you at random moments. Well, it's actually funny because my podcast producer, um, they have started doing live shows for like the podcast, and they wanted me to do one. I was gonna ask you about that. And my main thing, I was like. Do you want me to sit there in front of a room of people looking at me and taking pictures and videos? See, like, that's why I like creating content because I can control it. You can control it. I even hate, like, and I hate that I'm like this, but, like, the other day I went for a hike with my friends and they all wanted to take, like, cute pictures in the woods. And I just, like, I hate it. Because I'm like, I don't know. It must be great to, like, wake up and be like, wow, I'm beautiful and I feel confident. You speaking to my soul because I've been feeling that so much lately. Just like the lack, like just the lack of what it is. It's the lack of ease. Yeah, because you're right. Like there's some women who wake up, they do very little, they look amazing, and it's how they always look. And, and I they, definitely have days when I wake know? up and I'm like, wow, you're you're that bitch today. Mm. But I mean, that's like one day out of ten, right? Yeah. I I <laughs> I always find it funny when it's like I haven't been sleeping mm-hmm. and I look like garbage. And then I sleep for eight hours and I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Wow. This is like the best filter. <laughs> yeah. Get some fucking sleep, girl. <laughs> um, I'm the same and I, it's just a constant struggle. And I still, I've been doing this podcast for a while. This comes up all the time on it. I still don't know the answer to finding true confidence, like in your body and yourself and how your physical looks. Cause I think you can be a very confident person in your, your skill and your personality mm-hmm. and like how you carry yourself but like the looks thing like when it comes to picture time oh it's a psychological echo chamber well and also like people will like look at pictures like oh my god you look great and i'll be like no i don't like yeah so we are like our own worst critics but i wonder if people like i don't know people that i'm think i think are very beautiful like i think kim kardashian is very beautiful like even without makeup and like mm-hmm. looks great but i'm like does she also wake up and be like, wow, I look beautiful? Or does she also have self-confidence issues still, even though, like... Probably. And yeah. that's the wild thing about it. Yeah. And that's how dysmorphic we are to ourselves. Well, I also think, yeah, I, like, 
it's so easy to like wow well, we're getting very deep i love like, no welcome back <laughs> welcome back like i even find like sometimes i'll look in the mirror and like i will like in my head imagine like i look like a certain way yeah or, like i'm seeing like something and like i don't know like if i'm feeling like particular fat or something one day i'll like look in the mirror and like i'll be like oh my god you have the most obvious double chin and then like i'll take like a picture or something and i'm like oh but you don't See, I find, well, I find mirrors and pictures are different. Oh, I find, yes. I find the opposite for me. I have the opposite issue. Okay. I'll look in the mirror and go, you're hot shit. Yeah. Yes. And when I see pictures, oof. Oh, I hate pictures. I would take, I look in the mirror any day over a picture. Unless it's a selfie. Like, I mean, like you oh, said, yeah, I can selfies, kill a selfie. selfies we can control. Even like non-selfies that you set up yourself. Timers yeah, and stuff. I used to have like a re- like requirement if my friends want to take pictures, it had to be on my phone because that way I could like control them. I'm also a control freak. Welcome. I love that. Um, love that. Um, is this bitch doing mid roll ads now? I guess I am. Listen, if you've made it to this point in the episode, it probably means you don't hate it. It also might mean that you listen often. And if you do listen often and you're digging what you're hearing, you should consider signing up for the Intoxicated Patreon. For a monthly fee that suits your budget, you can get extra content from me. This includes early access to episodes bonus episodes bonus footage from youtube videos i also do audio diaries every now and then where i bear my soul and i cry and i talk about my life it's pretty juicy stuff so if you're digging the show and you want to support it and throw a few bucks my way on patreon you can check it all out at patreon.com backslash intoxicated and no my only fans link is not a patreon tier uh, i hate that i went out i i went out with a bunch of TikTokers. Yes, I saw that. A couple weeks ago. And it was probably one of the funnest nights I've had in a long time. But <laughs> one thing that I'm not used to, like I'm new to TikTok, so I post every now and then. But like they were just, they were filming everything. Everything. Little moments. And like you had to kind of constantly be on. And I was just like, oh my God, this is like, See, I don't know if I could do that. this is the most nerve wracking thing ever. Because even when I do my TikTok vlogs, like I'm just like, I don't know. I think a big thing for me is when I'm hanging out with people, I love, like, I want to be in the moment. Yeah. And I think that comes from so much of my life being on social media. Mm-hmm. Like if I go to dinner with my friend and I'm going to put it in the vlog, I'll like, f- like film little clips, but then I put my phone down. That's right. You film like a couple seconds. Yeah. To just that's be all like, I, I, I was here. Here's and, my food. Like I came here. This is that. That's what it makes me. It makes me a little concerned for these people who have clearly found joy in being on this platform. Yes. But they feel like they have to constantly be showing themselves like yeah. everything they do and like, and there's never a break. And it makes me like worried for people because I'm just like, you need to have, you need to be in the moment sometimes, you know? Well, like, and there's like, this is like completely random, still TikTok, but there's this account I follow and it's this guy. He lives with his mom. She has dementia. I think I've seen this. And he literally shows everything. Mm. And I'm just like, there's some moments you should like keep to yourself, like that yeah. don't need to be on TikTok. But I also think it took me a long time to realize that. I even think now, like, the content I create is a little more reserved than, like... I mean, my first YouTube video was I fucked a pizza delivery man, and now I would probably not ever put something like that out. 
Interesting. So I think I'm more reserved now. Well, do you think you're growing up? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny when people find my like TikTok vlogs, which are pretty like wholesome. Yeah. And, and then they go to my YouTube channel. They're like, whoa. But it's interesting because it's like different aspects of your personality on different platforms. Yeah. So like the podcast, like you really get to know your personality mm-hmm. and, and your friends and the people you're sur- you surround yourself with. And yes. And then TikTok is like a more curated mm-hmm. version of you. It's more about like, the aesthetic and like what you're seeing right right like and kind of almost like a day in your life kind of thing yes and then youtube is like you're like you bring the juice to the youtube you post the juicy stuff yes and but i would say out of all three of them youtube is like the least genuine right because you're putting on like i mean i get this all the time when people meet me they're like wow you're like so much more chill in person but people have to realize when you're filming a video and your goal with the video is to entertain people and you're sitting there talking for 20 minutes yeah and they're seeing you you have to like amplify yourself you have to amp it up yeah like people have even said you're so different on your podcast than youtube and i'm like yeah i'm not gonna sit in the like podcast studio and scream into the microphone yeah where with my youtube videos it's more amped up but i start to like edit differently so that's more of the focus now Mm, man how do you manage it all like you have so much (sighs) yeah i love the sigh (laughs) because i just feel like when you and i get together we have a understanding of like we're both doing weird things crazy Mm -hmm. things and it's it's way more exhausting than people who don't like people who don't do it won't think it's that exhausting i think for me the thing is and the biggest struggle is i always feel that i'm not doing enough Mm. like i can post like the two tiktoks that i post a week and a youtube video and a podcast and still be like but you could have posted like two youtube videos this week right and i always just have this mentality that i should be doing more Mm. but i mean honestly the way that i do it is i when i realized i was getting overwhelmed I started to kind of outsource things like my biggest stress was um, editing my YouTube videos. It used to take me so long. I would spend like days editing just one video. So I outsourced an editor that I now pay to edit my videos. And you're happy with that choice? Like, Oh, it was the best decision ever. And like you're on the same page with them. Like you tell them exactly what you want and they... Yeah, I for the first few videos, I would send like outlines and stuff. And now she kind of like gets me and understands my style and like what I want. And I literally just send the video and I'm like, go wild. And then she sends it back and I'm like, oh, change this, change that, add this. And that's amazing. Yeah. Good for you. And then the podcast, I'm lucky. I don't know how you do it. I have a a network and a producer. You have a producer. But that's what I want to do eventually. Yeah. And I think you'd be amazing at that. I think the like the only struggle I have with the podcast is I have to find like the guests and like think of what to talk about and that's so well yeah yeah and that's I mean that should be a producer's job too is to help you with finding guests and setting that up logistics like that's what I'm doing in my new job a big part of my job is actually just the pre-podcast organization of like the guests and the show notes and the questions and like arranging you know touching base with the host to be like here are the suggested questions but you roll with it like it's it's a it's a complex process yeah um but like to just kind of to have just to have someone producing your podcast like i often say i'm like i wish i had a producer but now i'm like no this is my baby this is don't fuck with myself well i mean i even feel bad for my producer because i'm like cut this out do this do that that's their job but i'm like i'm a control freak oh like i feel like even if i was like has like millions of followers and like could outsource a whole team 
I would still have to be very involved. Right. Like, there's definitely some YouTubers that I know who, like, show up to a video shoot and, like, just do their thing and then leave and that's it. And then their team edits it and posts it. They're not involved. Yeah, they've taken themselves completely out except for the paycheck. That's not you. And I could never do that. I feel like you would thrive in a role where you could actually do content creation full time oh yeah like i think if you could just remove that aspect of having to work mm-hmm. full time <laughs> yeah um, i think you would actually thrive and like being a full-time content creator because you could also outsource mm-hmm. but you would still have that space to have that control so if anyone would like to fund my life well that's it just it <laughs> Like, are you making, and you don't have to answer this, but like, oh, are you, it. are you making a decent amount of money from content? I make enough money that I could technically survive if I wanted to, mm. but I would have to like cut back on like the luxuries of my be, life. It would be a little tough. Like I, like, like with my current situation, I online shop constantly right my skincare is like all expensive like my right. makeup's all expensive because you're you're sh- you're showing yourself so much yeah. so people have to remember that component of it of like you gotta fucking always look good and you but gotta- also with now with tiktok i feel like this like pressure to like find new products to show oh my gosh or like do things to like include in the vlogs and like buy fancy starbucks drinks yeah. every day what's with all these people in their fancy starbucks i mean i do that regardless i know but, but okay, it's so Harper, stupid. I'm so nervous to go up and I want to order a fancy TikTok Starbucks. Yeah. And I'm just nervous to order it because I just don't know how to do it. <laughs> what, like, what do you want? I don't know. What's a good one to, to order? So I don't What's a trendy, trendy fancy one? Ones. Oh, you don't? No, I always get a... <laughs> What's your Starbucks order? A venti sugar-free vanilla latte with two extra shots of espresso and oat milk. See, that to me is fancy because that's okay. a complex drink. All these TikTokers are talking about this like cold foam. Oh, yeah. The cold foam is really good. Do they have cold foam here in Canada? Because yeah. I didn't see it on the menu. Yeah, there's like a was a pumpkin spice one. There's um like an Irish cream one. What you should do is just get the app and you can pay like you can order through the app. So you don't have to tell them. <gasps> that's actually a great idea. Yeah, I and then do you that. just, I, that's what I do literally every day and I... just throw $11 away. I know it's just so that was one thing about TikTok like learning just how many people are getting these fancy drinks every day I was like where is this TikTok money where are you guys getting this money to do this (laughs) because yeah man oh it's it's crazy so but is your intent to eventually be full-time at this that's that's your dream yeah 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 Yeah, I would my thing like because I stress so much in with like content like one month I'll make like thousands of dollars mm-hmm. and one month i'll make a hundred dollars like it's so up and down so up and down and it depends what i'm putting out what brand deals are coming in like what i'm getting offered mm. what's happening mm. um and yeah some months Wild. it's like amazing and some months i'm like wow you should just quit like and do this full time now and then some months i'm like you wouldn't be able to like buy a, wow. a starbucks coffee at all <laughs> like this is why youtubers have managers yeah like people working behind the scenes to and like constantly get them deals. looking them for deals. Yeah. Cause when okay. you have an agent, they're like reaching out and like finding you deals and stuff. The d- okay. Let's talk about deals. Yeah. And all of that, because I think that that is one of the things that people who don't understand this lifestyle hate. Mm-hmm. Like they hate influencers coming on and going, buy this water. <laughs> Clearly, I'm not going to be able to do that yet. Um, (laughs) 
<laughs> but like, I think people see that and they go, that's phony. That's fake. They don't really like that water. Like, what's the deal with like, do you actually take deals on products that you don't actually like? When I first started getting the opportunity. So like way back when I used to have a blog and that was when I started getting deals, I actually used to have like a, um, she was called like a social media marketing manager at that point. Mm. Um, and she would find me blogs generated for like my blog and I would pretty much accept any offer that came my way. And she was constantly finding them. So it was good money. I was very, very young. So I was like, oh, I'd see the paycheck and be like, I can talk about this. But like now I don't. Like, for example, I got an offer from Basel the other day. And they have like a vegan butter now. Oh, interesting. And they wanted me to do a brand deal. And I was totally down if it was like a story post. But they wanted me to do a feed post, like holding the butter and like there was right. like, there was like a hashtag and everything and a certain caption I had to use and I was just like I because that's, that's not really you it's so off brand for me yeah. yeah your Instagram is quite curated with what you post on your feed yeah I've noticed that I already. don't really post a lot of feed stuff that's interesting um I mean it would make sense for my story because I post like a lot of like food shit and like cooking stuff but yeah they weren't down for just the the story they wanted the feed post with the I don't remember what the hashtag was but it was something so cheesy that's interesting. So they actually, oh man! So they give you like options on, or they tell you what they want, and you're you're like that either fits or doesn't fit. Yeah, it depends on the company. Like some brands will be like, "Hey, we want to send you like the product, and we want." They'll always like like specify if they want like a feed, a story, both. If they want like, I mean, my big one used to be Snapchat before it was hacked. Right. Oh my um, god, I'm gonna talk about the hack. Yeah, and then I've been getting some now for TikTok. Um, so yeah, they kind of decide and then I have like specific rates that I already have pre like decided and we'll send those and they decide if the rate works. Right. And then we kind of talk specifics and then, I mean, it takes a long time for like when the time they approach you to when the deal is actually finalized. Right. And my, a lot of companies don't like it because I require they pay at least 50% like upfront. Right. And a lot of companies won't do that, I guess, because people like cheat them out of money, but I've just been cheated out of money from companies. So it's like a yeah, strict like rule I have. That's fair. I've had companies that I've like done a whole brand deal for and then they're like, Oh, I, we didn't actually love that. And do they tell you what they want you to say or do they give you free reign? Depends on the company. On that, like yeah. I have some that I work with regularly and I post like monthly on my story mm. that. I like some of them. I have like a literal script that a lot of them mostly will just give you like key points. Like, oh, I like that. You can like have free range, but make sure you mention that like our product is made in like an, a nut free facility or that it's made like right. in Canada or something like that. Right. And anytime you see like a influencer doing a brand deal, I mean, my thing is I always think of it if you, we used to watch TV constantly. Even if you watch YouTube and stuff, you let ad rules play. Mm-hmm. You used to sit through like 10 minutes of commercials every 10 minutes when That's you right. watch a TV show. That's right. And if you like a, like an influencer's content or a YouTuber's content. Yeah. that's just the gist of it like they can't keep doing it for free yeah absolutely yeah and you can do them in in a way that's authentic yeah i i have a bone to pick with whitney cummings though because her fucking ad reads are so bad on her podcast it's i don't like them i always skip them (laughs) i always skip podcast ones yeah they're tough they're the podcast ad reads are really really tough to do i find a good way a lot of them like my thing is like 
if the podcast, if I really like a podcast and the ads kind of make sense to things that fit the podcast and would be things that I'd also be interested in, then I'm like, okay, cool. I'll listen through it. That's right. But some of them like don't even like make any sense, sense. for the podcast. And then also they sound like they want to like kill themselves while they're reading it. Yeah. I like the ones that are a little more honest and like they just, like you said, mention the key points mm-hmm. and then they kind of like make jokes or like they're like joking around. Like I like those. Whitney fucking just keeps, she has like a, um, not a co-host. I guess he's kind of a co-host uh her assistant benton like is kind of in the background mm-hmm. uh, a lot on her podcast and he does the ad reads with her and she's always interrupting him oh. and it drives me crazy i love her so much but she's always interrupting benton and i'm like shut up <laughs> let him talk because i might want to buy these vitamins i actually bought your vitamins oh, i still yeah. haven't gone through them all though because yeah. i'm really bad at taking them every day oh yeah i'm care of yeah care of is really good yeah I like that. I They're one this. of my like regular sponsors. Oh my god, that's madness! So you just got people knocking at your door. I mean, not to... they're not knocking, knocking. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like I live on a quiet street on Halloween, and I get the occasional like. <laughs> that's so funny, but that's an it's interesting to know about yeah. because I don't think people understand the inner workings. Um, the other thing was was I mean, obviously to get these deals, you need to have a lot of followers. Yeah, and not even followers per se. I mean, you have to. Have a certain number of followers obviously if you have like 50 followers they're not going to pay you money to promote to 50 people right but engagement's a big thing um so where most of my brand deals are um story based like i i have to send analytics on my like story views so oh I interesting see how many views i get story wise as opposed to like actual followers instagram if you have like a creator account will give you a breakdown of like this many not like this number of your followers are male this number of your followers are female this is where they live this is their ages right. so when you're giving that information to brands mm-hmm. um there's also like ha- have you ever seen the stories where it will say like paid sponsorship by yep. that gives the um brand they can see the analytics for that post so they can see if you watch it how long you watch it for if you swiped up, like if you actually took action on it, like yeah. there's probably so many factors that go into that. So like, did you swipe up and then like leave or did you swipe up and then look? Or did you actually buy things like, oh, well, a lot of brand deals, too, they'll have like this is the base of the deal. But then if you like if you get 50 like swipe ups on the story, then you get an extra like hundred dollars. Or if like people use your link, you get like an extra like certain amount of money. Mm. So there's like bonuses almost. But That's wild. Yeah, it's kind of it's bizarre. It's a bizarre world. Do you, and you have quite a lot of followers. <laughs> you do. Email, yeah. How do you process that? Um, is that weird for you? Like seeing that high number there, I feel like when you hit a certain number of followers. It's almost like you're desensitized. Yeah, I would say I'm desensitized. <laughs> and it sounds like I don't want to sound like stuck up, but it's I like, love it. But it's just like, I don't know. Now when I get like when I post like a TikTok or something like my recent TikTok have been doing really well. And I mean, I have a TikTok that has like 600,000 views and I'm like, holy shit, that's, that's a madness. lot of people. But I feel like I've just went through so many times of the like, oh my God, like I hit like a thousand followers. I hit this. I think once I like hit like really large numbers, then I'll start to like again be like, holy shit. Right. But that's insane. But I don't know. It's kind of weird because you almost desensitize, desensitize yourself to the fact that those numbers 
like correlate to people. That's just exactly what it is. Like they're they're numbers, but like like and TikTok is wild because like one video will get like you've one video on here that's seventy thousand views. Mm-hmm. You know, and then other ones are a little more realistic, you know, yeah. like a couple thousand. But like, is that not insane to you? Like, like that that many people have seen your little vlog? Like, I mean, I wish they would have followed, but yeah. Well, that's just exactly it, right? But yeah, no, it is. It is bizarre. I mean, the most I think the weirdest moments for me are yes. and it doesn't happen all the time, but like where we live in Halifax, which is a relatively small city, and there's not a ton of people that create content, mm. I'll occasionally get people that will, like, see me and be like, oh my god, like, I have seen your videos, or like, I saw you... You get recognized, you have fans. Sure. You have fans. Yeah, sure. You have people who are coming up to you going, I know you, yeah, I've I know watched you your are. stuff, and I like what you're doing. The first few times it was, like, so awkward, <laughs> and, like, you're just like, oh, thanks... It can be awkward. But, yeah, it's, like, that's when I kind of, like, it kind of sets in more. Right. Because I think even when I post, like, a video, like, I see, like, the numbers, but you don't, like, be like, oh, that is, like, this many people that are watching it. Right. And then when someone that you don't know is coming up to you and be like, I watched that video, you're like, oh, holy shit. Like, Isn't that crazy? I saw a TikToker that I recognized at the mall food court yesterday. I was going to ask you about that, actually. And I was like, oh, I want to say something, but I don't want to be a creep. And also, I'm just, I'm legit starstruck because i like watch their videos so much are they like a big uh it is like really cute guy who does vlogs oh will yes he's so cute oh yeah i'm i don't i've never met him or anything but when he saw like my vlogs and we start talking and we're like oh my god look at us like vloggers oh my god we'll have to do another episode and maybe invite him on yeah with you he's really young is he yeah i think he's 19 okay maybe. i well, don't know i'll be a sober one yeah <laughs> Actually, no, 19. I mean, you, yeah, you could, he could drink. But yeah, I know that's very young. Yeah. Um, it, it's just, it's it's fascinating to me. Is it exhausting? Is it stressful? Like, what what's the, the toll that it takes on you having to keep up? Oh, it, it, I guess it depends on the week. Like, some weeks I'll be like, oh my God, I fucking love this. Like, mm, and coolest I, job ever. Yes. And there's, the high that you get from putting out content that you really love and it doing well is mm. like something that you won't understand until like you do you it. experience it. Um, I guess it would be like the same as like if you did really good at your job and your boss was like, you did an amazing job, like great job. Yeah. Then you feel like a high and you're like, oh my God, I did amazing. And it's the same thing with content creation. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is there's weeks where I'm like, you need to stop doing this. It's also hard not to get your head like in a numbers game where you're yeah. like, how many likes did this get? Yeah. I only got this many views, but like, and it's just crazy that like, I'll see like 2000 views, which is if I was in a room of 2000 people, I would be like Exa- terrified. Right. But I said 2000. I'm like, Oh my God, that's nothing. Like, what am I doing? Right. And I think, yeah, that's, I feel like you got to strike the balance between, doing it because you love it and it's authentic Mm -hmm. and also with the but also have the business mindset in of like yeah you have to make things that people like but you need to keep that authentic piece because like if you're not you're literally just being fake to put out things for for those notifications that give us dopamine you know and they do give us dopamine 100 it is like tiktok is so bad for it because i'll just be like refresh yeah and just constant refresh and it's constant and and it's scary yeah the addiction to it i think something that i find that is like crazy is when i'm like creating content and stuff 
I used to like make YouTube videos like regularly all the time. And then I kind of stepped off that and like, I kind of post when I feel like posting now. Um, and the reason for that is because I was just pumping out content just to pump just out for content. content. Yeah, it wasn't. And now I like will get inspired to make a video or like want to make a video. I mean, I'm planning for December to like post every week because like holidays and stuff, they're generates content like easy yeah people it's winter people are inside they yeah. want things to watch yeah but yeah i have like i haven't posted in, like a month on youtube but that being said i'm still like i'm not obsolete from the internet like i'm posting on my podcast every mm-hmm. week i have tiktoks twice a week absolutely like, but there's always just so many avenues and i think the stressful part is like when you think of it full picture and you're like, yeah. okay, I have to keep all of these active. Yeah. Then you get overwhelmed and you're like, of course you would. Content and I, I get like sick of myself. I feel like uh, burnout is oh. something that creators don't talk enough about, which is just to disconnect for a bit. And mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily mean don't go on social media, but like maybe stop posting for a little bit or don't post as much or have a night where the goal isn't to make content. It's to just have like, once, I mean, I feel like you might be better at this than I am. Yeah. I'm bad with just having fun. Yeah. And like getting and just doing it because podcast recordings are fun, mm-hmm. but it's still create. It's still, still work. Work. Yeah. It's still an aspect of work associated with it. Like, I'm so bad at just like scheduling plans that are like, it's not stand up. It's not podcast. It is just you're just you're just going to hang out with your friends and have fun. Like, yeah. I'm so bad at that. See, I used to be very bad at it as well and would be like, oh, like we could film like a YouTube video (laughs) or like something like that. Yeah. But then I realized that not only was it affecting my friendships for people who weren't content creators because they were like, oh, my God, like Harper just wants like to do this with me and I'm not interested. But I also realized it was affecting my mental health as well because I was not like giving myself time to like basically take myself away from social media and also like focus on my friendships so i like one of my best friends her name's allison she literally is not on any social media at all she never has been our whole friendship oh my god she's never even been so we're like completely different people and she's your best friend yeah and has she like washed your stuff oh yeah she'll like always be like send me the recent vlog when i make like she's like been in a couple of them um and like loves them she'll watch my videos and stuff but she doesn't have like instagram or anything like that and like the whole idea that like i make money from social media is like so bizarre to her right but it's relationships like that that i like whenever we hang out i make an effort that i put my phone away and i don't good and i also think if you even people who don't make content if you're just on your phone a lot like yeah i made like a little when i go to bed like i used to stay on my phone forever Mm. and now i set my phone like down for an hour before i want to go to sleep set the alarm so i don't have to touch my phone and i will like read in bed or just like lay in bed and like such a good thing to do yeah and i'm so wildly addicted to my phone oh same but fucking tiktok man just yeah. scroll and scroll, oh, scroll for scroll hours for hours and it's it's such like i just don't know how people discipline themselves to put the phone there and not touch it like yeah. that's i'm just so bad at that i'm just like i just want the happy dopamine feelings <laughs> that i get from this but we're so addicted part of so mine too is like addicted. being nosy and being like yeah. I get a notification like what's happened right no i just get it constantly checking it's just such an issue and you know i don't know i don't know what it is but yeah i um i do find it to be such a grind yeah and it's and there's always something new too <sighs> Yeah. Like there's always new platforms, new like trends, new content. 
and it's always changing. You have to stay on top of them. And, and you have to always come up with ideas. Yeah, that's the hardest part. You know, podcasting, you have to come up with like, episode ideas, guest ideas. You know, YouTube videos, that's a whole other ballgame. That's like, what am I going to do for the next video that I haven't done yet? Yeah. And TikToks are like, you know, which, what, what trend can I do that's going to like go viral? Mm -hmm. You know, like it's just, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Social media literally controls like lives. It does. And you, so you had your Snapchat. Yes. Hacked. Hacked? Yeah. Hacked and deleted. And so let's talk about that. So it, Snapchat was a, area of revenue for you snapchat was my largest area of revenue oh my god um so to kind of like put into perspective like i have like 13.2 thousand on instagram on snapchat i had like fifty-seven thousand. wow um, and it was because when snapchat first came out on the discovery page i got featured one day and that brought like so many how do you get plus. there they just randomly pick like people whoa that's yeah. wild like I, people who are kind of growing fast kind yeah. of thing yeah yeah um, so I always like utilize Snapchat. I w- always had shit on my story. I was always posting all like, I would say like 70% of my brand deals would be for Snapchat. Snapchat. Um, and it's kind of funny cause it's most people have stopped using Snapchat, but I was still like generating revenue from Snapchat. Um, and then yeah, for like two weeks before it actually happened, um, I kept getting like, um, cause on literally everything I have like double security. So it will text me and be like, here's your code to like reset your password on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And they were literally trying every social media. Oh platform. my God. So I changed my password on everything and made sure I had like double, um, factor set up on everything. And I didn't even think of my email because like, I was like, Oh, they're not going to hack my email. I don't even have my email list anyways, even though it's literally just my name. Right. And then, yeah, they hacked my email and oh my then gosh. sent the Snapchat, like, reset to the email. And then they, like, got into my account and then posted some weird shit and then actually, like, just deleted the account. So, yeah. Not only, like, did I lose, like, I mean, people are, like, first world problem, you lost all these followers. But also, like, I have years of photos. Archived. In, yeah, in my Snapchat memories. I was actually, there was, like, a TikTok I was going to make the other day um, where you show, like, showed your like drunkest moments yeah and i was like oh like i'll go through my snapchat memories and i was like oh wait you don't have those old videos anymore oh no and it's just like that sucks and like but yeah that is wild and who the fuck has the time on their hands i wish i knew (laughs) who the fuck loves you so much whitney cummings has an interesting take on this which is like the people that supposedly hate you Mm -hmm. actually secretly love you so much oh i think so yeah. Like that's like 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 the people who take the time to hate on you so to much or stalk like, or hack like they they love you. Yeah. I have people who literally leave hate comments on literally everything I like post, like TikTok, YouTube, everything. And it's the same person? Yeah. And I'm like you are literally like in love with me. Yeah. <laughs> they are. But I also like so much effort. I think it's hard too when you create content like the first to not get your head in it and like Mm. read it and be like oh my god like but now i'm kind of like also desensitized to like internet hate as well oh i can imagine so yeah i've heard it all Mm. i laugh at like most of them i love going to like on youtube there's like a section where it's like um comments that youtube has decided may be oh my god (laughs) or they may be hurtful and i love like reading those that's funny but does it get to you though um I think specific things, like, if they touch on, like, specific, like, 
things that I'm like um, sensitive about or that I'm like self-conscious about, then I'll start to like think about it. Um, Mm. But I mean, for the most part, it's like funny to me. Right. And it's like just bizarre to me that someone like watches content and like doesn't like it and then is like and then takes the time to comment yeah like i would never rather than just moving on and i'm like what happened to you that you feel like you need to do that where i would like like i watch stuff all the time that i'm like especially on tiktok because your for you page i'm like oh i hate that i hate that (laughs) but i'm never gonna be like oh you like you're never gonna comment you're just gonna swipe up yeah Jesus. And the people who like attack people's like appearance or like oh yeah it's the worst. I'm like, what are you doing? Like yeah, it's the absolute worst. Yeah. And you like you so you did an episode of the podcast that was like quite vulnerable mm-hmm. recently. What do you? How do you choose what you share and what you don't share? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> um, I mean, I think it comes down to like what I feel comfortable with. Mm. Um. Yeah, I mean, that's really what it is. Like, a lot of things, like, I mean, it, I am, like, forever envious of people who make, like, makeup videos or, like, content that's not about their life because they literally don't have to think about that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's always funny to me when, like, YouTubers that are in, like, the beauty community and all their personal life starts coming out. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, you literally never had to deal with this. Where my content is literally my life like that's right. it's things that are happening in my life stuff that's i'm doing in my life mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean there's i there's just topics that i'm not comfortable to having conversation about with everyone there's things i don't want everyone mm-hmm. to know but mm-hmm. i also think for the most part i'm pretty open <laughs> you're pretty damn open <laughs> i'm like harper why aren't you opening up more yeah like i'm and i think that's also part of it as well as i share so much that people expect you to share more and i feel like there's yep. some things that i have to keep close to myself yeah or else i've literally put my entire self and my entire life on the internet yeah it's also a weird dynamic because you're sharing so much total strangers will feel like they're your friend oh yeah Cause you, cause they, they have a glimpse into your life mm-hmm. that they don't with other people. And it's I think people need to realize as well as when people are like, yes, my content is like authentic, but any content that someone's putting out is going to be curated. It's been edited. It's been mm-hmm. reviewed. You've looked through it. Mm-hmm. You've thought about it. You're not just like, I'm not just filming like my whole day and then posting online. Like I'm like, Oh, I like this clip the best. I look the That's best right. in this clip. Like, yeah. There's still a process. And that's even, the same with anyone who creates content. Even a fucking TikTok video takes all t- takes some work. Oh, they figuring take so out that, long. Figuring out that app mm. is um, <laughs> way harder than you think. Um, Picking music. like oh. The fucking sounds, man. Oh, the figuring sounds out the, the sounds. Oh, man. Thinking of when to post. When, like the, the hashtags to use. Like, mm-hmm. It's a wild world, but I mean, obviously, I'm so proud of you. I'm proud of you for, as well for not only continuing to do it, but also like making really healthy choices for yourself. And it's obviously just it's just gonna do you better in the long run um, to to choose yourself yeah. first. You I know? think it like it took me so long to realize that I should be like my main priority. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. So many people do not do that. Well, and a huge part of that for me was I had a lot of friendships in my life that were very negative um, and not great Mm. and like friends that weren't real friends. Yeah. Um, And yeah, part of this whole quarantine thing is I've got rid of people and just cut people off and... Yeah, I've really put into perspective, like, who's a good friend and who's not. And also, like, not drinking, I 
that learned a lot <laughs> oh i bet because i bet you're you're probably getting people who don't hang out with you as much anymore oh absolutely or like it used to bug me at the beginning but now i'm like if you don't want me there sober like i totally like i i mean it's shitty but i'm not gonna rain on your parade who the fuck would say that <laughs> another joke i'm working on is like i don't need to drink i have this thing it's called a personality <laughs> Sometimes that's I have you. That. Yeah. You don't need to fucking drink to be fun. You're fucking fun as fuck. But I think part of the what used to be is I used to think that I needed alcohol to be funny. Oh my god! I know. Like I used to be like, oh, I'm going on like intoxicated. Like I need to be funny. I need to get drunk. Or like I'm going to this party where I don't know people. I need to be right. like funny. I need, you need to the get drunk. Man, and yeah, just learning well, that you don't you, need it. Well, it turns out that you're just awesome without it. I try. What about the, like the friendship breakups? Like mm-hmm. when you end a friendship, because I've had the same thing happen to me too. Just a massive overhaul in terms of friendships, and it's quite. Well, two questions. Number one, how do you do it? Do you have a conversation with the person, or do you just phase them out? I mean, it depends on the situation. Um, like the two main ones that I like come to mind when I that I've like ended, these were like pretty prominent friendships in my life. And like something like big happened that made me cut them off. There was a moment. Yeah. Like, I mean, one of them, I had been friends with him literally like he was young. I met him when he was gosh, like 17. He modeled in my fashion show and I used to have a clothing line way back when I was 21 and we've been friends ever since. Uh-huh. Um, and he had like a new boyfriend and his boyfriend came over for casual drinks at my house and literally got drunk and got in my face and was like screaming at in my face, like asking you what was in my pants and felt like I had to tell him and oh that I was gosh. obligated to tell him. And my friend just sat there and didn't do anything, didn't say anything. Uh. And I feel like before this, I would have just been like, oh, like we were drinking. It's like, okay. Haha. I forgive yeah. you. Things happen. But then I was like, no, you're not a supportive friend. You're not there for me. This is uh. a clear evidence of that goodbye and i i sent like the text and i was like this is done like don't talk like i don't want to talk to you anymore did they have a uh, like a response at all or no (laughs) No. he literally was like okay well you want to know what when they break up he'll probably come running back to you oh they've already broke up he has reached out and i no i'm the type of person like i am a nasty bitch that will hold a grudge taurus taurus i'm a taurus rising so i truly can relate if you do me wrong i will (laughs) it will stay with me forever yeah i may bring you back in but always in the back of my head i will be thinking you you might forgive Mm -hmm. but you'll never forget i'll never forget but Mm. a lot of times i want to be like lauren conrad and i want to forgive you and i want to forget you (gasps) What an iconic scene that was. I love that. I feel like Sarah in editing, if you can find that YouTube clip, <laughs> put it in right now. Right now. But the only thing really that there is to do is to forgive and forget. So I really do. I want to forgive you. And I want to forget you. Yeah. Well, this it was great seeing you. There's a new thing I do on the podcast. I don't know if you know about this okay. yet. I'm going to surprise you with it. I don't. And I'm assuming that it'll you'll do one of these things. Okay. Um. So this is the intoxicated challenge. Okay. <laughs> you have three options. Okay. And you you can pick 
one or you can do them all if you want to be a bad badass bitch okay um but you have to pick one okay so the first option is you need to pull up your google search mm-hmm. and click on the search bar and let me see what you've been googling okay the second thing is <laughs> is you gotta go to your camera roll and show me the first pan the first oh yeah okay <laughs> and then the sec. do you do voice memos I think there's some in there. You need to play me a voice memo from your phone. Oh, we can do all three. <gasps> oh my gosh, he's gonna do all three. Wait, I have to look at my YouTube <laughs> or my Google history. That would be the worst one. That's the worst one, but it's the best one. How do I find it? So you just go to the Google search bar. Yeah. And you literally just like if you just click it, it should pull up all your searches. It didn't. Uh, are you on, I'm on Google? Safari. Oh, go to Go to Google dot. Oh, wow. From the election. <laughs> Google.ca. Google. Or Google.com. Whichever whichever one. Okay. No, so just click on just click on the search bar. Does oh. it pull up your search history? Yeah. Is, is there anything that's like too <laughs> No, you See, can read through them. They're so boring. How you you read them. Um the first one is a word that a boy on Tinder used that I didn't know what it meant. Moratorium. We, we, moratorium yeah the fuck is wrong um the next one is me looking for the how late subway was open in scotia square <laughs> um me uh googling the hours of the loot in halifax um me looking at the process for a welfare check for police <laughs> <laughs> no because um so i used to have there's like this pot podcast or geez, this um cab driver who used to drive me all the time. I would just text him. He'd pick me up and Ooh, drive me. Yeah. It was so great. We became good friends. And then just like two weeks ago, he deleted his Facebook. He disconnected his phone number. And I oh, haven't sure. heard from him since. Ooh. Yeah. So I literally today was like, should I like... Chuck on that? Yeah, but I was like, I don't know if that's annoying of me or not. That's weird. Um. Then I was... Um, googling Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. <laughs> it's really good if you are into ah, Housewives. Ah. Oh man, nothing exciting. That's I'm so sorry. Too weird. Sometimes there's a really weird one that pops out. No, from people. Yeah, I'm really boring. I'm so sorry. That's hilarious. What's the next one you want uh, to see? My oh, camera roll. Oh, <laughs> she's scrolling all over. Just the first, like the most recent pan. Do you want the top, the bottom, the most recent? Okay, the top's all my new. It's so great. <laughs> Because when I got this one, I just transferred them over. I mean, is it a lot of selfies? It's just okay. Yeah, a yeah, same yeah. session of selfies. There is a screenshot. You can't see the text, but there is a screenshot of a conversation as well. What is it? Which we all have in our phone for oh, sure. Oh, it's actually so cute. It's my friend Emma who texts me and she's like, "Hey, I loved your latest podcast episode. The whole thing was great, but when you two talked about the drinking culture in Halifax, it hit so close mm-hmm. to home." Mm-hmm. That was a really good point. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then other stuff Cute. is just like for my TikTok vlogs. I love it. So nothing too embarrassing. No. Okay. And then what's the third one? Voice, Voice memos. memos. I don't even know if I have any, but we'll see. God, I'm like so boring. See, I had the most the on the episode with Jim and Vanessa I played the saddest voice memo ever it was um, me. It, my it, only it, voice memo is the one time I had to record a solo episode from home last minute was it the, the whole episode yeah oh my god that's funny I actually can delete it that's so funny well now you should have to do it too well I uh, okay well let's see 
Let's actually pull it up on the uh, fucking computer. High tech. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we will read some of these. Uh, in the wrong with Scott McLean, because Scott was on the podcast and I was Googling his podcast. Mm. Uh, Me and Scott had social media drama. Did you not know that? Oh, he has drama with everyone. Oh, we had like <laughs> a big fight on social media. Did ya? I unfollowed him on everything, deleted uh, him on everything. Well. Yeah. He's in the wrong. He was. Uh, cellulose to Fahrenheit. Oh, that's Millimeters to inches. I So many conversions. Um, Paisley Paper Co. Oh, that was a business that, uh, that guys we fucked mentioned that sells really good, like, notebooks. Okay. Um, podcasting free image. I don't really know that. My, I might have been looking for a stock image. Linktree, Audacity Download, and Sibian. Wow, yours are boring too. Uh, mine are pretty boring. And mine are also all selfies. <laughs> and screenshots. And TikTok videos. I yeah. love it. I don't, yeah. And then my voice memos really are just stand-up sets. Honestly. Okay. I actually, I record every single set I do. The last one was number 28, uh, and that was not a good set. <laughs> okay. What made it not good? I just have yet to do well in this one specific room. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Every time I do it, what's this one? Yeah, like... That's called the Intoxicated Podcast. Check it out. Sam Like, that was... Oh, that was an okay one. Okay. Um... But yeah, no, I had I had a bad one last week at District Five in Dartmouth. I don't know. I have a challenge. Ooh, what's the challenge? Pull up your Tinder and show me your last match. Oh yeah, that's fine. I'll do that. Let me see your type. Uh, Tinder, where are you? Last match. Is that like the guy who messaged me? Whichever you prefer. Well, here I'll just give it to you. Oh, great. I love this for me. <laughs> oh, this man super liked you. He looks small. He looks small. <laughs> I hate when they put a homeowner. Like, good for you. Good for you. I saw a guy yesterday and his bio literally said, have a good job, own my own house, have limited time for you. And I was like, wow, oh what a gosh. fucking package. What a deal. Do you want to see something so embarrassing? Look at my Snapchat. It is literally all men. That's not embarrassing. There's That's... actually not one woman. That is that embarrassing though? No, I guess not. <laughs> you have a lot. I'm I'm busy. Um okay. The other two things yes. that I end the show with yes. are two questions. We're gonna okay. we're gonna do the positive one for uh last because we're gonna okay. end on a positive note. I love that. I, this is a good change for you. I'm trying my best. Okay. Um something that you don't like about yourself that you're working on. And then something that you love about yourself. Okay. Something I don't like about myself that I'm working on. Mm-hmm. We're all about <sighs> self-work. Um, hmm. See, I feel like all the things I don't like about myself are very superficial things. Well, maybe it's, maybe that's what you have to work on. Maybe, yeah. maybe you have to work on not focusing so much on the superficial things. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's hard also because I've just done so much like recent like growth falling in love with myself per se i love that yeah 
And like, so now I'm like, I don't know. Before I wasn't like on Team Harper per se. And now I'm like the cheerleader. Aww. <laughs> Aww. That's really, that's really, no, but that's so important. Yeah, it's changed my life, honestly. Like that, like, uh, like it, it's really cheesy to say it, but Sex in the City was right when they were oh. like, you're, the most important relationship you have is with yourself. 100%. And it's so fucking cheesy. And if you just move from like relationship to relationship and like just find your validation in other people, you, you'll never be happy. But I also feel like if you don't have a good relationship with yourself, and I didn't, the relationships and people that you're surrounding yourself with, it's also not going to be good. Yeah. Because you're not validating yourself and giving yourself like the respect that you need. So right. yeah, it's honestly changed my life. It's, mm-hmm. I don't know. I used to, this is like depressing, but I used to like wake up in the morning and be like, Oh, like fuck today. Like fuck this. And like, now I wake up and I'm like, great. Like it's another day. What's on the go today. Do you think that your, um, obviously like the lockdown was, um, good for you in terms of what came out of it and i think it was only good because it forced me to actually sit and think about these things where before i was like go 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 like constantly doing stuff so i didn't have i didn't have the opportunity or the desire to have to Mm. think about these things so if we if we go through another one do you think there's another i'll be amazing do you think there's another era of your life that you'd want to tackle i mean it'll either go up or down we'll see (laughs) maybe i'll do like a complete opposite and i'll come out and hate myself you'll just crash and burn I mean, I think something that I've really like that was a, like is a big priority for me is because I love making content and it's like a hobby for me, but it's also work is finding other things that I love doing mm-hmm. that bring me as much joy that aren't that mm-hmm. um, like I used to like read constantly and like I didn't I stopped reading because I was always on my phone. Yeah. So like implementing that back in my life, I love to cook, but like. I would be like, oh, you have to, like, film this video. So, like, order Uber Eats. Oh, my God. And, like, just being able to, like, make time. I don't know. Making time for yourself is so important. Making time, like, to do stuff for yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think, like, that's, like, daunting when people think of it. Like, you're Mm -hmm. looking at me like I'm fucking nuts. No, I'm not at all. (laughs) I'm actually inspired because I feel the same way. Like... I feel like I like I I never used to go out for brunch by myself. That's something I do regularly now. Mm-hmm. Like I take myself out for brunch. Mm-hmm. That's like, amazing. Like date yourself. Yeah. Like w- why aren't we dating ourselves? Yeah. We we should be doing that. Well, and I made. I mean, mine's quite drastic. But even if you were to set like an hour a week, and you're mm-hmm. like, okay, one hour of every week, I'm yeah. going to spend doing something for myself. Yeah. I spend every Sunday. I don't make any plans on Sunday unless they're like something enjoyable like hanging out with friends or something that's like not work related or that it's going to bring me stress and even some Sundays I love just doing fucking nothing and like watching TV all day and just hanging out and like relaxing because my thing was I was constantly doing stuff every single day and even on the weekends I would be doing stuff so like I would get to Wednesday and be like you're fucking exhausted because you haven't taken a break Mm -hmm. and so giving myself that day to like recharge and like yeah get good again it's, i'm making it almost like a daily priority you should yeah it should be a daily priority yeah even if it is just one hour yeah and it could be something like simple like i don't know like in the morning you set aside a half an hour to drink your coffee and like yeah. not be on your phone and or just eat your dinner without your phone by you yeah or so like i mean something that i started doing as well is when i'm watching tv putting my phone down for that like 45 minutes of the episode or something because if you really think about it we're always watching tv one yeah. eye's on tv and the other is on I your phone know. isn't that insane we're like taking in two different blue screens yeah at all times at all times 
It's insane. And I'm like, how much of that am I actually retaining? Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's important to just take time for yourself and like. Yeah. It took me so long to learn that. I mean, I'm 27 now. I didn't learn that until now. Better late than never, though. Exactly. I mean, I'm jealous of people who, like, learned that when they were, like, 19. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is, like, you've made a choice to be like, I'm going to be happy. Yeah. And I'm going to make decisions that will just make me happy. Yes. And it's like, I don't know, not to get, like, super, super, super deep, but before quarantine, I was basically at a place where I would literally think, like... If I was to die today, I didn't want to die, but I wouldn't feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. I was like content with it. Mm-hmm. And I was because I didn't care about myself. I didn't care about my life. I wasn't happy in any aspects of my life. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, you're caring more. Yeah. It comes through. It really does. Well, thank you. It really, really, really does. I'm wildly happy for you. Thank you. Yeah. I feel a hundred times like so much, Like, I don't know. I feel like I can't put into words how much like different I feel and how much better. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And then I mean, since I stopped doing that and focusing on myself, it's allowed me to like, like I'm starting to do things like TikTok that are bringing me views and like also yeah. like in my personal life things are progressing in my work life things are progressing. Like, are you less boy crazy now? Yeah, hundred percent. I see that. Yeah, I, honestly, I see that you're less like you, you still got a little something, something. Oh yeah, but it, you're l- less boy crazy. I'm still like a hopeless romantic deep down and like would mm-hmm. love to like be in love and like that mm-hmm. whole thing, but. I think before where I was happy with myself, I constantly used boys as validation. Yeah. So I literally... ding a ding a ding a ding a ding Yeah. Theme of this fucking show. <laughs> if I wasn't talking to guys or there wasn't someone that was interested in me, I would like... That would bring me down. Yeah. And I needed that validation where now I, I don't. So guys are kind of like... There's also a quote that I love that kind of fits with this from Sex and the City. Ooh, tell. And it's... I don't know it exactly, but they're like, how about... Um, we like are each other's soulmates yeah. and guys are just an added extra bonus. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's so That's nice. actually, yeah, I and touching back on the friendship thing that you mentioned about cutting people out and focusing on friendships, like I I do think the female friendships in your life, like or like, you know, platonic, the platonic friendships, mm-hmm. doesn't have to be female. Um are so important. Oh. And choosing to put your energy into like the friendship side is such a good choice. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it, it can be tough sometimes because you do have to curate yes. who you have in your life. But like surrounding yourself with friends who literally build you up and do not bring you down is like one of the best decisions you'll ever make. And and it's challenging. Friendships, friendship in general is challenging at this age. It's you know? very challenging to meet people, to find people. To hang out, also, make plans. Yes. And also find people who are like genuine and want to see you succeed. Yes. I think one of the things that I, I never used to see this as a red flag, but it is such a red flag when your friends feel like it's a competition like for example like if you and i where we both have podcasts if i was Mm -hmm. like oh well sarah's doing better than me this week or Mm -hmm. blah 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 like that's not a healthy friendship no no you don't need that not at all and like yeah friends who like i've had friends who'd be like oh my god like your photo got this many likes like mine didn't and like jesus christ and it's like you don't need that like but i also think and this is bizarre for me to say because i work on social media i share my life on social media but i think through all of this social media has become a less prominent like importance to me i see that i i actually legitimately do see that i feel like you don't post as much yeah not really like i'm still active and stuff but i don't i don't know and i think a part of it is i used to like 
use social media as validation. Yeah. So I would take selfies and post them and be like, like feed off of people being like, oh my God, like you look amazing. But you're also posting more quality stuff, I find. Yes. I think that that's something that I've noticed with, with your Instagram specifically. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when BLM happened, you were so great on there sharing resources, sharing sharing information and it's just like a lot of people you know a lot of people didn't do that yeah and that is that shows your character yeah and i i used to like hide away from like talking like today when we're recording this is like trans day of remembrance Mm. and i would have never posted about that like before and now it's like i have this platform of people who want to listen to what i have to say so why am i not taking the time to share like insightful important shit yeah like yeah talking about my dating life and like sharing selfies and stuff is fun and like that's part of why people follow me but yeah also like if i can like share a message like i shared a thing today that was like 350 trans people were murdered like globally Mm -hmm. in 2020 and the amount of messages i got of people being like oh my god i had no idea there you go and so you're literally changing how people think yeah and i think i think that's important and i think that also comes with like growing up and like getting older and like before I was just my story was like me drinking and like drunk yeah. and parties and funny memes about like random shit. But no, man, you like you you've been through it. I have been through you've it. You've been through it, and you have things to say. You have experiences to speak to that will help other people. And I think I used to also focus a lot on, even though I was so outspoken, worrying that if I shared like my opinions about like politics or about like movements or like mm-hmm. certain rights that. I would not offend people, but I could possibly lose, lose people. Lose, yeah. But I'm just at a point where I'm like, if you don't align with my views and my thoughts, then I don't care. Yeah. Go, then go away if you want. And it's like mm-hmm. all of my thoughts and views, not saying that I'm the best person. My views and thoughts are great. But like, if you don't support like BLM or you don't believe like trans people should have like equality, like what are we doing here? GTFO. Get yeah. out. So, Get yeah. out. Just a lot of growing up. No, uh, it's wonderful to see. Oh, thank you. Um, and like it's like I said, it's only you're only gonna keep going, and and be happier and happier. Yeah, thank you. So now, what do you love about yourself? Um, <laughs> start the list. <laughs> we ready? We ready, people? <laughs> I. You said you've been falling in love with yourself. That's true. So what? So talk to yourself like you're. <laughs> this is so <laughs> this cheesy. Is like fucking this therapy. is so cheesy. Talk to yourself like well, that's actually one thing I did. I started doing shadow work, and the first page of shadow work is like you write an apology letter to yourself, mm-hmm. which is like so cheesy, but whew, yeah, pretty brutal. But um, I mean, I love that I'm independent and I can enjoy doing things by myself. I love that I have strong views. I love that I'm funny. I love that I can. I'm creative. I mean, I. I love my eyes if we're one talking yes, about physical things. Yeah, gorgeous eyes. Thanks. But yeah, no, I love that idea of making an apology to yourself because mm. I honestly think like people are the most shitty to themselves. Themselves. Yep. Uh-huh. That's so true. We don't we we if we talk to ourselves more like we talk to a close friend, we would have a lot more positive self-talk. Oh, yes. At each other. Like, like I don't go to you and go, you look like a piece of shit, Harper. <laughs> Imagine. Like, <laughs> like, like, you would never do that to a no. close friend. So, like, why are we doing it to ourselves? Yeah. And I also think, too, like, with finding, like, this happiness within myself, it's also allowed me to project that on other people. Yeah. And, like, provide, like, positive feedback or insightful feedback and not, like, 
yeah not being a piece of shit i love that yeah Oh my goodness, it's happiness hour here today. Someone please go listen to my previous episodes of Intoxicated and ah! listen to and see the difference. The evolution. Yeah. The evolution of Harper. I love it though. Yeah. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me anytime. This was lovely. We're going to turn the mic off so we can shit talk. Yes. Uh, <laughs> not shit talk. Gossip. I'll rephrase that. Gossip. Yeah, exactly. But okay, plug away. Where all the things, all the things people can find. Literally you on. everything now is Harper McCormack. <laughs> oh, amazing! That was one benefit of my Snapchat getting deleted. Um, oh, sweet. Yeah, so just Harper McCormack, M C C O R M A C K. On everything, on TikTok, Instagram, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Snapchat. Subscribe everything. to here's to us, but uh, but only me. Mostly me. Mostly. I almost had it. it so close. Yeah. Available on Spotify, iTunes, anywhere you can listen to Intoxicated, it's also there. And I think if you like Intoxicated, you'd really like Harper Show because she has interesting guests on. She has uncensored conversation. It's wonderful. I'm so proud of you. you. And season two is going to be awesome. Yeah, thank you. Fuck yeah. Okay, Harper, you get to do the honors. Okay. The battle cry. Are you ready? Ring that bell. Ah, I got chills. I don't know why. (laughs) Your energy. Your energy gave me chills. All right. 